Coronavirus is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. We're seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer. There will come a moment when no health service in the world could possibly cope because there won't be enough ventilators, enough intensive care beds, enough doctors and nurses. That is the moment of real danger. The new variant is out of control and we need to bring it under control. And this news about the new variant has been a uh, an incredibly difficult end to, frankly, an awful year. And it's important for everybody to act, essentially act like they might have the virus. And that's the way that we can control it together. The way ahead is hard. And it is still true that many lives will sadly be lost. Our advisory group on new and emerging respiratory virus threats, NERVTAG, has spent the last few days analyzing this new variant. It may be up to 70% more transmissible than the old variant, the original version of the disease. You, you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Assume you might be infectious. Assume you might be infectious. And that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Today, the United Kingdom's chief medical officers have advised that the country should move to alert level five, meaning that uh, if action is not taken, NHS capacity may be overwhelmed within 21 days. And it's going to spread further. And I, I must level with you, level with the, the British public, um, more families, uh, many more families, are going to lose loved ones before their time. Your colleague on stage, John Edmonds, has just sent me a statement saying that as far as he's concerned, this is the worst moment of the epidemic because of the extraordinary inf infectivity of this new strain. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, this is a horrible moment, for sure. I to say, as I'm really sorry to hear about your two relatives who died from this virus. I mean, it is a very dangerous virus uh, for many people. We're looking to move to a different regime, so as we come to the fourth step, we will change the basic tools that we have used to control human behaviour.
are reading that law line. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are, you know, good they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. folks uh, that's saturday for me i started it was friday friday is jihad day you know what that means feed the blick on the plantation all shackles go to tax evading blick simon phoenix for all the works he does in the background um he has actually been working somewhat this week so uh please 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 uh be generous generous to the uh, lower economic classes even lower than i am all right, so what are we going to be doing today? Well, obviously, from the title, we're going to have to take a look at more Giga Spiral and weed-induced psychosis. Um, it's quite hilarious to me to watch... Um, yay. <laughs> Going back and looking at early streams, I was looking through my records, and I must have some on... Uh, another drive somewhere but on on like my main drives right now i've got from may uh as backups and so i was actually looking for the the streams that he's been trying to pick apart and essentially coming up with um again i would i don't want to say delusional but um looking for stuff that um not there and um what i've 
noticed, what I'm going to hammer home is the intellectual dishonesty with respect to what he was saying, what he understood from the literature, and what he's saying now. And um, in this context that I find his, um, what he's doing right now most disturbing, that you that you would um, reverse position, not reverse position, but pretend like you don't know that the literature is there, and in a, in effect, he's. I, I would make the point that he's focusing on Paul Cottrell. Oh look, man, there's no love lost between me and the silver merchant. Um, but there's. He's he's not he's not relaying accurately what's happened in three years ago, right? Three years ago, as we were watching, um, what what is essentially an ongoing global scale mass event, whether it's from an accident or something more nefarious. I think evidence points to something more nefarious right now, and the more we've come to understand. Um, the more obvious it looks like we're dealing with uh, something something that would match the definitions of biowarfare agent. Well, if we're dealing with biowarfare agents, it means we're in some kind of war. Uh, what that, however you want to describe that war, it's uh, whatever you feel most comfortable with. Um, and there's lots of talk about fifth generation war, and I understand Mark and Jay in this instance wanting to focus on Robert Malone. Robert Malone is someone who was very much ensconced in that bi warfare medical countermeasures industry. And it was a big, booming industry, particularly because of uh, the post-9-11 environment. Um, but there's this attempt by... Oi, oi, Orlando, uh, thank you very much. You know what? I've uh, uh, put my... Where's it? Where's, where's Gaddafi gone? I've, I've clipped him up. I've just got to put him on a hotkey. But uh, let, me, let me see if I can uh, pull him out real quick. Thank you, thank you. Don't know. Much, much appreciated. Feed the blick, folks. Feed the blick. It gonna. <laughs> it's just such a great clip. Oh, Pan Arab chats. Uh, this one's for you. No. Um, I've just got hot key, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sort out these wokelings. We won't, we won't have it. Wow, 
watch out. <laughs> watch out. All right. Um, where was I? We're talking about um, Jay and this. So he's trying to sort of go back three years. And look, a lot of stuff, as like I say, I lost a lot of stuff because of censorship and the, you know, what seemed coordinated has been confirmed to be coordinated across all these platforms. We know this was what was being played out with all their tabletop exercises. We know that that's the direction they're moving with respect to um, information disorder, spittles, malinformation. You want to mench, how dare you read outside the guardrails that we put for you. And so um, what I'm... I think it's important if Jay wants to go and uh, play purity tests to make sure that we're holding him to the same standards. And like I say, very quickly, we find that um, he's being intellectually dishonest about um, papers that he was talking about versus the um, the claims that he's making now, which um, you know, I was... I saw his stream... This morning, and it's a pity you don't get the playback of the chat from Twitch, but you can see that uh, his courting of the no virus crowd certainly has pulled in uh, a number of vocal elements who are holding to that line. And so we can see the trajectory that um, Jay is going to take. And I. <laughs> I would, um, of, of, of all the accusations that he's making um, against himself, oh, I don't know who else he's lining up. I, I mean, I have nothing to do with Robert Malone. Um, but the, if JC ignores the papers, then they essentially don't exist. Yeah, but the thing is, he's he's already spoken about them, and we've gone we've gone through them, right? And it's it's quite funny. I don't know if I'll be able to sort of sync up because they're so long the discussions, and I'd have to get all the timestamps pulled out uh, for each one of the um, failures of uh, intellectual honesty in in this uh, process. Um, but we're going to take a little look at that. And, of course, I'll try to cover other stuff. Obviously, stars seems to have come back in news cycles. So I just cover that. Um, let's see. People having with... Uh, is that the problem? Watch JC stream question I have. If he thinks everyone is a shill and following a script, why was he asked on? Um, well, that's that's what we're going to take a look at. And, you know, so his claim is, is that everyone is auditioning. And, um, you know, even back then, I was just, <laughs> I was going after um, what were very obvious psychological operations. No virus people. Who was the... And that's when I um, tore a control new one. Ah, oh, the Nibiru guy. But, you know, essentially, control was trying to sort of build out a, like a 
a, a platform and you know it was obviously going down the cell oceans and vitamins etc um you know i've i've actively tried to avoid any of that and um i i guess what what's my brand going after people who are lying or grifting basically and trying to hold to some objective standard while dealing with what <laughs> appears to be a uh tectonic shift in uh the the way that the world is running and the the mechanisms that they're using this modern age but anyway i'm i'm waffling on um well, it's working like a WTYL is works great. It has better picture, better sound. Um, more people should use it. I wish they I wish they would. Um, and just had a pleasant day. Went swimming today with Shogun Riksu. Spent the afternoon. Water and sand. Water was lovely. Sun was out, and uh, just I came home, but I was fucking. I don't know. You know, you get that sort of like heavy tiredness after swimming, and um, sat down on the sofa, and I passed out. Um, Charles was sitting there watching stuff on the thing. Next thing I know, I woke up. He's gone home, and um, I got nothing else to do for the evening. So I thought I'd, I thought I'd stream, try and uh, try and feed that bleak of mine. All right, let's uh, let's get into uh, the main part. So, um, of course. Good doggy, you're in the psychosis weeds, bro. And um, look, I don't, don't take Schadenfreude in in watching Jay spiral in this fashion. I don't. Um, like I say, I think you know if he'd put his mind to helping rav unravel what it is that we're dealing with. You know, this is something Charles and myself were on about the other day as we were going through my um, affidavit for the, uh, whatever you call them, attorney generals in the US. And, you know, I'm, I've, I've put a section in there about how SARS targets cholinergic receptors, right? And Jay is, you know, he's well positioned to have used his experience to really be able to tackle that problem right that that particular issue around cholinergic interaction nicotinic receptors and perhaps we could have headed off the venom in the water retards <laughs> just but no no he's just gone um He's just gone down this fucking weird rabbit hole where um, everyone, everyone around him is part of some orchestrated um, play, dramatization. Um, however, you wanna, however he wants to describe it, he keeps talking about um, auditions. <laughs> I want auditioned me. Um, Let's see, uh, Headless Rooster said, Watch the rerun of yesterday's stream, Kev. You nailed it. Hung the straw man out to dry. One of the best streams you've done. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And like I say, I think it's important, whilst this is ongoing, 
to um, stay on top of it. Um, I'd, I'd rather do other things, but um, have to. Kind of my job. Um, all right. So if you wandered in here, wondering who I am, it's got the housekeeping time. That's me, Dr. Kevin Cairn, real scientist. Legit metrics means uh, when it comes to certain aspects about the brain and biology, uh, I know my onions, as they say. And if you want to go find all my orthodox work, uh, or I turned renegade, uh, research gate aggregates everything nice. Of course, PubMed, Google, uh, whatever your search engine of choice, you'll find all my primate work there. And the most important thing, feed the blick day. Uh, donate via usury cards or PayPal. Um, on mccandojo.com or you can become a patron, buy me a coffee, subscribe to our cryptocurrencies, you can join the Discord from there, and if I scroll down, um, the live has not started yet. Um, why is that not working? Should be working. Yeah, it is. Okay, you can watch the stream on there, um, no one's going to track you or anything, and of course, uh, up there register to be notified if you would like an email when i go live um so uh that's that's sort of uh community touchstone and when i get banned from one channel etc i'll put up the so anyway uh let's move on from there and um yeah i want to just touch a little bit on ukraine because i think the Kind of a big story, but like I said, I've missed much of the day. But according to Turkish sources, 45 NATO mercenaries and servicemen killed, 70 were wounded as a result of a missile strike on Russia. Um, is it going to play? Here is the missile thing. Um, I don't know what to say. Um, I'm said my piece many times about uh, why this war is happening and what I think the antagonists are doing and um not in my name nato not in my name i don't want anything to do with you and um so in the lead up to looking at some of this breakdown that jay is trying to do um i think it important that i just came across this clip i've seen it before might have played it before um but we're still there is still something happening in the large-scale populations where we're seeing excess death and cancers and heart attacks, etc., etc. And we don't have a good explanation for why that is. It's not lockdowns. It's not hospital protocols. These deaths are happening outside of hospitals. Um, they're being classed as non-COVID. And the question we have to be asking ourselves is, is there a relationship to the, um, as we understand, molecular biology of the biowarfare agents and also the countermeasures? 
and I've made the argument with Charles Rixey that um, the two in combination have all the character, all the defined characteristics as understood from a military perspective with respect to um, inflicting harms, however you want to categorize them, in a biowarfare paradigm. And um, group again, but um, this seems to jive with what we're seeing, other numbers that we're seeing. I don't know who this guy is, etc. Just someone's just put it in in the Telegram. I saw it as I was getting ready, but I thought um, I'd let him speak, right? And let's just see what these numbers look like. Because if we're to believe Jay that it's all theatre, right? It's all theatre, and everyone was organised by players behind the scenes, etc. That um, none of this should be happening, and I'm. I think that's an insane position to take, and I think I called it the noble delusion. And this is something you're seeing around the uh, Panda Group, etc. That um, if you give credence to the fact that the biological and biowarfare technology is at a level where it can inflict harms that are, again, surreptitious with respect to exposure to the immediate causal agent, then... Um, well, <laughs> you can... You can be in a, a state of blissful denial. I, I don't think that's a sensible or logical position to be taking. Better, better to know what your enemy is doing, their capabilities, and um, respond uh, uh, appropriately. And in, in this case, it means probably your defensive posture being one of, um, you know, head on a swivel and um, understanding the risks at hand, yada, yada, yada. Right, so um, oh, it's story time, boys thing. and girls. Um, I think I've got in playing fast, but um, but he's just going to talk about cancer rates, and this is something that's um a topic of conversation. We have to understand this. Um. See, Freddie Fox says there was some serious coordination going on in the hospital death dances, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, there was. Well, I'm going to get to that, right? Because we now we're further down the line and we know more. We know now that there was this high level integration with respect to there were these were essentially war power measures that were kicked in. And it happened. And it's very, very telling across the five eyes countries, six eyes, if you want to include the tribe um, in, in that group. Um, and yes, they emptied out hospitals, etc. But I don't think any of that stuff from three years ago can explain young people, young people dying way, way above the, uh, the expected or predicted levels that we would normally see. And so let this guy speak about cancer in this particular instance. And it's not a good one. If you know me, I'm in the medical field and I'm a numbers guy. So this is not good. Cancer.org, okay, scoot over. Cancer.org 
in 19, we have a chart for the United States of the four major cancer groups. I circled younger than 45, the cancers, because I'm gonna be honest, in the medical field, this is not your typical age range for any cancer upticks. I mean, cancer is bad in any of these age columns. We don't mind it at all. But when you start talking about statistics and data, this is this is an odd age range to have cancers in. But so we, we look at this, like what's going on, okay? now. In 19, I'm looking specifically at the breast uh, for female category because I care more about our females. They populate the earth and uh, they feed the young. Yeah. Thinking about titties and that, that's a, you know, that's a dude thing. You could just say it. Uh, dudes love titties. Okay, with, their, with the breasts. So look at in 19, 26,660. Now, if you're like, okay, well, what's our baseline? Like, where do we start at? Let's start here. And then I'm not, again, it's not a bash. This is, you'll see where I'm going with this, okay? Okay, so in 19, let's say our baseline is 26,660. That's not good numbers, man. I want zero, right? Let's look at 2020. 2020, same chart, cancer.org. Okay, I circled the years in the same column. Look at the bottom. All right, so you're like, James, it's the same, damn near. It's actually 100 less. We're coming down, okay? So we're tracking baseline 19, 20, 26,000. 500 okay what happened in 2020 what was introduced that usually but took like a year to get it really fully ongoing with most people and if you know anything uh curious canical uh thank you very much i will i will whip out Gaddafi again for you in a moment much much appreciated for the donor in medicine how long does stuff like this introduce to the body this particular kind of thing introduced to the body how long does it take to like show itself or if anything's going to be abnormal with the body okay let's look at what comes next 2021, same website, same chart. Look at the bottom, 26,510. Oh, James, it's not going anywhere. We're, we're baseline and tracking at the same. It seems like we're gonna, that's what we got every year. It's a thing, that's what we got. Okay, 2022, take a look at the bottom, 47,000. Now again, numbers, 19, 20, 21, here. All of a sudden, spike, double. So something happened. Something happened. You can't, something's off. Something's weird. Something is different. Something is going on. <clears throat> so um, we're never going to get the truth on the jab and its side effects when they don't do studies on them, other than just telling us the studies they've done shows efficacy. So something is going on now in 2022. What all, oh, James, that was the fluke. That was the fluke. You know, it was a bad year. It was a bad year, 2022. 2023, cancer.org, they don't have the same chart yet to look at because it's not done yet, comprising of the data. So it looks like this, same website, look at the bottom. Female breasts, all the way down, 297,000. 297,000, and a year ain't over yet. What the fuck is going on with cancer and the breasts and things like that for females? What's going on? You can't be a brain-wearing, having person, okay, wearing, can't have brain and be like, yeah, it's, you know, so yeah. That's just what happens. We just, you know, it goes like this. No. Okay. So just to point that out a little, a little closer here, that's a problem. Something's going on here and it's not 19, not 20, not 21, 22 and 23. There is a huge boom in cancer, especially in female breast cancer in younger ages of 45 and down below. What, what happened that could have caused this? Tell me. where the suspicion um is pointing and and um how do how do we define something that's had that type of impact and you know this if it was older age groups etc 
perhaps weasel your way out of this conundrum. But it's in the young, right? That's that's the evidence that we keep seeing being repeated again and again and again. And that means that there's something more going on than a fucking Scooby-Doo. <laughs> if people, if if these numbers are real, what did he call it? Cancer.org. Can we, can we just check that, double check that? I should have done that before the stream, but... Um, um, let's see. Involved cancer explore cancer ah uh, i don't know if someone wants to look through there and just see if you can find the um cancer statistics center let's have a look by cancer type what did he say breast right Estimated new cases, 2023, 305,090. Um, <laughs> I mean, at least the death rates are going down, but... Um, again... It's these edge, I'm not sure that I would describe this as an edge case with such large numbers, such differentials between the baseline. And um, I guess the best graph we have is this one. And it only goes up to 2019. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So literally, why have they cut it off at 2019? Why don't we have the last few years in there? Because it's going to, the graph is going to shoot up <laughs> like that. Um, ethical skeptics work seems to show the same again. I want to say he's arguing it's like a 10, 11 sigma change in um, neoplasms. Cooper um, says the cancers are very aggressive. Like I say, I don't know. Um, thankfully, haven't come into contact. It's it's something that, uh, literally, all anything that I've heard has just been people talking on my Discord. Um, people have asked me about cancer cases that have emerged. I'm not a cancer doctor. Okay, it is a very um complex, difficult disease to treat. And, you know, if we're if we to go by this number, estimated new cases, 300,590. Um, I, I, I know going to presume for the moment until till someone change uh, changes my mind or shows me different that the the rates may have radically changed if they've gone from an average of 24,000 did he say in the 45 
year old age range and it's hundreds of thousands now at what at what point do you say that's no longer an oopsie it's not a fucking scooby-doo there's something happening in the environment along with many many other increases that seem to have occurred again i i think you have to include the vaccines in the uh, in the equation you have to include the agent itself we wouldn't have got to the the poke without them releasing the agent in the first place and that's a 10 times increase in just breast cancer so you know that's you know i know i usually focus on the neurological etc but um it's it's there in the data and it's something that can't be ignored at this point right and again the question becomes at what point do you consider this to be um no longer coincidence but enemy action and you know so i've gone and looked back at the early videos three years ago and um i'm i'm saying oh we should be on uh we should just be more on a war footing like this if what we're dealing with and my ira was very much pointed at the chinese still very much is um i think highly likely that the hypo center they would say with respect to a nuclear block but the um The fingerprints of other agencies are all over this and the response of the agencies and we'll look at another clip in a minute it's from australia that just explains gives a little bit of historical context to how these western countries the five eye countries were all coordinated and we know that the rollout was a coordinated effort um controlled uh, using military infrastructure all right so um moving on from that so yeah this is um clip history right? are we dealing with military program and the evidence seems to see that we are something was being organized and put together in the background without people realizing it it wasn't just tabletop exercises at john hopkins university these these were deep thought out well coordinated programs and again i would say that those have real world impacts and we're seeing those impacts in the um in the all-cause mortality Roberts. As a servant to the many different people who make up our one Queensland community, tonight I speak to an aspect of COVID I've not raised before. Information now in the public domain indicates that COVID response was not initiated through commercial interests, rather through an organisation called the Medical Countermeasures Consortium that Australia joined in 2012. According to their... 2012. Oh, pushing the dates back a bit. And... Um... They, they nailed us, right? And they thought they were going to try and hide behind uh, the One Health big leaf. Webpage on Australia's defence 
www.gov.au website. The Medical Countermeasures Consortium is a four-nation partnership involving the Defence and Health Departments of Australia, Canada, the United Kingdom and the United States. Quote, the consortium seeks to develop medical countermeasures to assist with chemical and biological threats affecting mil civilian and military. Chemical and biological threats. That's what I think we're dealing with. <laughs> and we can get into nuances. Like, you really want to go down... And, and this is why I think the no virus thing was so pernicious. They want to put that out there. And I want you to know that they're messing around with biological agents. Populations and on emerging infectious diseases and pandemics. Medical countermeasures include drugs, vaccines and diagnostics. End of quote. Who knew we had a military pharmaceutical apparatus linking the United States, Australia, Canada and the UK in place since the Gillard Labour government? No one did. No one did till now. And the thing is, it's been... It's fait accompli. It's been done. It's been used. And now we have to see where it drags us. And, of course, there's all the ties in the digital dystopia that they're trying to um, pull in. But you're, you're seeing the consequences of the higher echelons of the managerial classes. And that would include at the military level. Um, they're bureaucracies linking together such that what we see a 10 times increase in breast cancer increases in cardiovascular disease neurological disease etc etc long incapacitation from um, post-acute sequelae vaccine harms the list goes on but they're all linked on the same uh, vector trajectory Rendemsevere, there was an interesting um, news update today. So um, one guy has been able to sue Gilead um, with respect to Remdesivir, and they're not protected under the uh, PrEP Act because um, his dose or course of medication, Remdesivir, was adulterated with powdered glass and he had two strokes and lost a leg. Now, powdered glass en masse in the vials could explain a lot with respect to the, the effects that we're seeing with um, that being associated to remdesivir. Where, where does that powdered glass go? Oh, it tries to get excreted out and powdered glass just will slice up your internal organs. So, you know, maybe there's a development there. An AUKUS for pandemics. The consortium maintains a compensation scheme for people injured as a result of taking a countermeasure. Compensation claims were accepted for the 2009 H1N1 vaccine, the anthrax vaccine and flu vaccines. The Medical Countermeasures Unit within the United States Department of Defence has been in the vaccine business for many years and has been injuring people for many years and getting away with it. Yep, yep, yep. And they were basically given indemnity. So it should come as no surprise that the Department of Defense signed the first contract between the United States government and Pfizer for the purchase of $11 billion worth of vaccines. The American Department of Defense. President Trump gave the order to the Department of Defense to commence vaccine development and even gave it a cool name. Operation Lightspeed. President Trump... Uh, warp speed, sir. Warp speed.
reacted, as we in this place reacted, on the best of intentions and the worst of data. Intelligence was used that our security apparatus knew or should have known was wrong. Videos from China of people dropping dead have proven to be fakes, produced with the assistance of Chinese intelligence. And they may... Oh, where's the evidence for that? Because the thing is, um, we want to dismiss Chinese people collapsing everywhere, yet we swarm around people collapsing um, in the last year or so. Uh, again, I'm careful about claims. But if someone has um, definitive evidence that the collapse videos were all faked and staged, um, I'd like to see it. I haven't seen it. I've heard it claimed, but... Um, may not have acted alone. These videos should not have made it to the decision-making process in the West. How that happened, how so much fraudulent information was offered to elected members is a matter for a royal commission. The United States has already started multiple congressional hearings and fraud and court cases that will eventually yield the truth. Australia must pay its part in this process. That's our part in this process, for we are truly all in this together to the very end. There are doors to be kicked down, and at this time it will not be the doors of everyday Australians guilty of no crime who merely spoke the truth on social media. The United States' response to COVID brought the Medical Countermeasures Consortium into the process at a very, very early stage. Australia's military were involved early, providing assistance including crowd control, border quarantine, contact tracing and medical personnel, things one would expect the military to help with. Same in the UK. Um, didn't see the military out on the streets in Japan. Former Prime Minister and profligate officeholder Scott Morrison shuttered the COAG system because it was open and transparent, COAG being the Council of Australian Governments. COAG was not just a single meeting. COAG was a secretariat with committees, including a health committee, liaising across local councils, state and federal government. Although not a constitutional instrument, this COAG structure was very well positioned to administer our COVID response. Why was it abolished and replaced with a military pharmaceutical apparatus? I hope the Royal Commission asks that question. In place of COAG, Mr Morrison created a secretive so-called National Cabinet, consisting only of the State Premiers and Territory Chief Ministers. What was the secret so important that a well-functioning apparatus like COAG, COAG had to be demolished and the truth gagged for 30 years? Mr Morrison then appointed a serving military officer, Lieutenant General Fruin, to run Australia's vaccine rollout, rebranded as, wait for it, Operation COVID Shield. The United Kingdom responded to COVID in March of 2020 with a massive military operation called Operation Rescript. This moved 23,000 military personnel into a new unit called the COVID Support Operation under British powers known as Military Aid to Civilian Authorities, MACA. Command of this largely military force, this large military force, remained with the military. And Canada? What of Canada? Canada called in the Canadian Armed Forces with, quote, unprecedented measures. Their words, not mine, under operations Laser and Vector. It's clear the Medical Countermeasures Consortium agreement that the Gillard Labor government signed in 2012 was designed to make pandemic response a military operation, not a civilian health operation. This should have been clear in July 2021 when Major General Fruin took to the microphone in full military uniform. Australia saw military checkpoints at borders, military guarding medical facilities, military and the hardware on the streets of Sydney and Melbourne, locking people in their homes. All of this created a climate of fear and intimidation that facilitated acceptance of the COVID injection. Was this the plan? Has the pharmaceutical industry now donned fatigues? Did our civilian health authorities stand up for established medical principles based on the Hippocratic Oath to prescribe only medical beneficial treatments? No, they did not. We know our Therapeutic Goods Administration, the TGA, did not review the Pfizer Stage 2-3 clinical trial data and instead relied on the American FDA's paperwork. We know the FDA didn't review the data and instead took Pfizer's word for how the trials went. Surely the TGA knew this. If it did, the TGA is complicit. If it didn't know, the TGA is hopelessly or willfully negligent. Misfeasance. 
Pfizer committed systematic, systemic fraud during their clinical trials, with whistleblowers revealing only healthy adult participants were, required, were recruited for a stage 2-3 clinical trial of a vaccine that was intended for the sick and elderly. Trial duration was grossly insufficient to capture medium and long-term side effects like myocarditis. To drown out the, the number of adverse events being recorded among real participants, fake participants were created who recorded zero side effects. Patients who suffered serious side effects were removed from the study and never existed in the paperwork. The COVID injection was not tested on pregnant women, and women who felt pregnant were removed from the study before childbirth. The COVID injection was then recommended for pregnant women. How could any human do this? This is inhuman and it's monsters that did it. Why did Pfizer think they could get away with the most crooked clinical trial in history? Could an answer to this question be found in testimony of a Pfizer executive to US Congress who made a comment that Pfizer gave the US government the vaccine the government asked for and so claims Pfizer is not liable for the adverse events. The military appears to have been involved in the cover-up of COVID's origins. It's now clear that... It's true. Um, again, <laughs> the reason that I'm playing this is it's just a articulate summary of uh, where we where we are the fact that we've found out that we're dealing with these military operations the problem the problem is is that um it's you know and as i've had to look back at three years the ira that i had with respect to uh, communist chinese um i think i think our side may be worse that's that's the conclusion that i'm coming to Again, I'm not dismissing the fact that the Chinese may have done it. It may have been part of their unrestricted biowarfare doctrine. Maybe. Maybe they, they pulled the trigger and this was our response. I don't know. I, I'm not sure we'll ever get to that answer. But the one thing that we can be certain of is that we're dealing with a, Charles puts it, de facto biowarfare situation. And it's this that we have to maintain our sights on it's no good engaging in the noble delusion right the noble denial that this stuff is happening right and thinking that if you um if you think it's not real they can't pull the same stunt again that's not how it works you have to you have to know that every gear, cog, cable, circuit that was put into place to allow this to happen. And, you know, um, I'm prattling on this guy's speak. COVID was developed during gain-of-function research in China's Wuhan Institute for Virology, connected with the Chinese military. And who funded this research in China? The United States National Institute for Health under Anthony Fauci. Canada and Australia were involved in this research. In 2020, the CSIRA put out a press release, not only admitting their... Uh, O-D-R-C-O... Say that. Um, yes. Uh... The Jew! So, um, uh, up there, high on the suspect list, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but, but unless we have a suspect list, unless we look at this and see what were the mechanisms at play we won't ever inch towards or, or we won't develop the correct defensive posture. And I'm here to appeal to you that the, uh, the noble denial, noble delusion is a stupid, stupid avenue to go down. What the panda cretins are pushing, what Cooey is pushing, etc. That's not how you get out of this. How you get out of this is people working hard, 
delving in, finding out the interactions between the public-private partnerships and the the history of it that goes back, you know, how come we're only just finding out now about this relationship between Australia, the UK, the US, Canada? Gain-of-function research, CSIRO defended it, and I've spoken on that previously. After a series of lab escapes involving pathogens at America's Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC headquarters in Georgia, President Obama in 2014 suspended gain-of-function research. Anthony Fauci ignored the President's order and moved the research offshore to Wuhan, China. Gain-of-function research is countermeasure research. It's the same process of finding and manipulating pathogens to produce a new virus, a Frankenstein virus. Once the virus is deadly enough, a vaccine is prepared, then the whole thing is put on a shelf in case an enemy or nature deploys that virus. Once the virus appears in the population, vaccines can be deployed. At a price, of course, because... He's right. He's right. And it could have it could have all just been, I don't know, some insider trading scam for all we know. We definitely could uh, point at the tribe then. But, um, you know, who were the people that knew to short airline stocks just prior to 9-11? Hmm? Because after all, this is corporate United States racked with parasitic globalist predators. In the early stages of COVID development and escape, did our medical trans- countermeasures apparatus act independently of government? This is a question for, for a Royal Commission. Did anyone in this country accept orders for the, from the United States military to do or not do a thing that may have interfered with this military pharmaceutical plan? Another question for a Royal Commission. Let me be clear. Australia has a long and enviable history of using our military to assist in civilian data- disasters to the benefit of all. If the need arises, again, we should not hesitate to allow our military to help out again. The military, though, the military should not be used against law-abiding civilians or against healthy civilians for the purposes of forced injection to transfer wealth to Big Pharma. What we saw was forced injection of people after succumbing to the threat of deprivation of their family's livelihood and the ability to feed children. Fear, intimidation, blackmail, threats of loss of income and homer elements of force. Inhuman force. I have repeatedly said that COVID was severely mismanaged because it was never about health. It was about control of people and wealth transfer using deceit. Deceit that's inhuman, monstrously inhuman. We must know whether our TGA is in waving through a vaccine countermeasure that would not have been approved under normal circumstances, bowed to higher me- powers. Was this a military pharmaceutical operation or a civilian health operation? These are matters ordinarily dealt with in a Royal Commission. The Albanese Labor government broke its pre-election promise to have a Royal Commission. If it continues to break its promise, it will be complicit in hiding truth from the people. Truth that is slowly, yet relentlessly and inevitably coming out. Call the bloody Royal Commission now! Uh, nothing like a uh, raging uh, Aussie to uh, get get the point across. Um, like I say, Royal Commission. <laughs> Just, you know, colour me a little sceptical about uh, the objectivity there, particularly when uh, the, the tendrils will leap black to blue bloods and uh, their ever voracious desire for power. Now, what if I do this? Uh, I thought I had 10 minutes there to to get it working. All right. So, um, again, more evidence, recent evidence of uh, military public-private partnerships out of control. Um, I did have this ready to go. Um, 
I guess I guess this is kind of relevant. So Karen Kingston, the uh, nanosperg, is is going round claiming that Robert Malone has organized the CIA to poison her. It's an hour long video. She seems manic, she seems crazy. Um I've always considered her again to be um, suspect, as it were, because their their reading of the technology and the science, you once you peel it back, um they're they're making claims that aren't aren't there in the literature and they're making claims about lipid nanoparticles that I don't think stand up to scrutiny um with the current state of the art. Um maybe we'll come back another day to um look at this. But uh, it's important because I guess we're delving into this murky world where Robert Malone has come from that world that that politician who whatever his name was was describing and is he is he uh, a pied piper out there designed to cool down the mark maybe it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me extent maybe he had a road to damascus moment i i'm i'm unsure you know the the stuff that has been dug up about Robert Malone. I agree, looks very um, well. He's had his porky fingers in a lot of pies, and so um, in that in that sense, I think he should be under constant scrutiny as to what he is saying. And when he's speaking and he's talking about um, all these industries and the involvement of intelligence agencies, etc., great. Um, more more of it please lay it lay it out so we can hear it um let's see if we can find uh what would be inconsistency in his stories um but uh music was loud so yeah that was playing your end sorry about that <laughs> yes i'll turn that down um i can't hear it though when it went off so <laughs> That was for those who were me blasting your eardrums out at that point. That was uh, for the donos there. All right. So, um, of course, COVID is coming back into the headlines. COVID cases up 55% in New York of variants. Now, again, point why is this important? Because if it was a respiratory disease, understand there should be it's and it's become endemic it should be in my mind following the pattern of seasonality that we see with viruses that they get worse in the winter and drop off as the summer months occur but what we keep seeing consistently all through this pandemic is that you get a surge in the winter and then a surge in the summer again as new variants um pop out and you know, i think i do think um we should take the but the the predictions from gert vandenbosch who, who sort of has made the claim that as by by trying to 
vaccinate out of a pandemic you lead to this known phenomenon where essentially you get the waves and then they come and then they just don't go down to zero you, you get a constant churn and i think that's maybe what we're seeing the question becomes what's the health impact of that and the impact on or interactions with gene transfections and the impact on people's health such that we're seeing signals that would be considered non-COVID, meaning non-pneumonia-like diseases, more, more complex diseases in patient demographics that we shouldn't be seeing. And I don't know if like 824 reported cases per day across the state. Um, it doesn't seem like the numbers that we were seeing here 18 months ago, but it, it means that it's, it's not following the patterns that we would have predicted it to do three years ago, right? The, 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 the orthodox doctrine was that you would see a year, 18 months of a sort of emergent pandemic and it settle into the background. And that's not happened. We're, Three, three and a half um, will rapidly turn into four years. Um, and we may be making terrible, terrible public health decisions where in the US they want to, well, they've put these gene transfections on the childhood schedules. Um, if, we're, if we use the biowarfare paradigm lens, we shouldn't be doing that because that's a potential component of these weapon systems. Um, I'd like the breakdown of jabbed versus unjabbed in that uptick. Yeah, me too. Um, look, it might come out that um, those that are jabbed are doing better. I, I don't have that data to hand. I'm not going to, and I wouldn't ignore data like that. But then it, it, it's okay. You may have made. COVID less of a problem in those that have been jabbed. But if you've given them cancer, neurological and heart disease, that's not an intervention by any normal metric. <laughs> that's, that's the question that we're asking ourselves. And then the underlying question is, is this, if we're dealing with biowarfare agents, who understood them well enough to deploy them in the manner that they're doing to make bank and think that they will get away with it. So these are these are things that we have to um, keep in mind. Um, is this, um, look, there's no graphs here, and the problem is that with they're not doing the data collection right and. So we don't know the, we're not getting like official figures of percent positive tests, how many tests are being done, et cetera, et cetera. But, but you know, what we do have, um, well, this, this was just more, um, more young Americans are dying and it's not COVID. Why aren't we searching for answers? Well, some of us are searching for answers. 
some of us um, have brought to the table that we may be dealing with weaponized disease mechanisms that uh, m most people would struggle to comprehend. Most people fucking, it's obvious people struggle to fucking comprehend viruses at this stage. They've done their job so well with mixing um, people, people's brains and psychology up. Um, let's see, Gert has been pretty quiet since his buddy died suspiciously in Mexico. Is that true? Who was his buddy that died in Mexico? I think Gert will be on high wire next week. Okay. Um, who was his buddy that died in... Has anyone got a link for that? Be interested to see that. Now, look, I've, I've seen him say this is my last video that he's doing, etc., etc. I, I get all that. Um, but I do think he's been sort of on the money, and we have to ask ourselves why are we seeing this phenomenon it's not just america it's other countries as well um it's the u.s where's that somewhere looking this this figure um excess deaths by age group sex a month 27th of march to 30th of june 23 so it's not that out of date and this bottom left-hand quadrant, this table, is very, very disturbing. Um, <laughs> why, are we, why are we seeing 30% excess death of males in the 0 to 24 range? Now, you know, I get it, it's just percentage numbers. And maybe it's gone from 8 to 16, not 30%. But, um, you get what I mean. The, the point is, the point that I'm trying to get to is, is that there is something still going on in the environment, irrespective, irrespective of what you think may have been the amateur dramatics at the beginning of this whole episode emerging that allowed them to instantiate move after move after move that kept the public off balance for three and a half years now and three and a half years with significant loss of death i don't know why um screen that doesn't pick up green on the table it's not the table is not relaying properly on the screen i know what that is video codec maybe but anyway, the black bits up here where my cursor is are green. The black down here in the in the lower left hand part of the table is real. Um and look, there was a whole bunch of aged people that got swagged at the beginning. And that was probably the my dazalam morphine lack of uh, oxygen shock to the system but we don't have an explanation for this bottom left hand corner got competing hypotheses the gene transfection continuing circulation of um, SARS something else whatever factor X disease X 
um, I think it unlikely that it's uh, 5G, etc. I would I would look for more um, better understood biological mechanisms at this stage, and we have those mechanisms to hand when we peel apart the molecular biology of SARS, of the gene transfection technology, of all the other facets that make up this jigsaw. A jigsaw that I would argue, again, is it, it's incumbent upon you not to fall down the noble delusion pathway, right? If, just it, if I think it's not real, it's going to go away. I shut my eyes, it'll go away. Um, is this from... Oh, is this the Landon Bosch? California woman and a boyfriend were found dead in their luxury suite in Mexican thought. Mexican authorities say they believe Abby Lutz on Hepco with the victims. Gas inhalation. Authorities say they believe John and Abby were the victims of gas inhalation. In a statement, Abby's family says Abby and her boyfriend thought they had food poisoning and went to the hospital to get treatment. They were feeling much better a few days later. Then they got a devastating phone call telling them the couple had passed away peacefully in their hotel room in their sleep. We've been told it was due to improper venting of the resort and could be carbon monoxide poisoning. American tourists dying of gas inhalation is a persistent problem in Mexico due to improper gas installations and a lack of venting and monitoring devices. In 2018, a family from Des Moines, Amy and Jim Sharp, and their two children were found dead in their vacation rental near Cancun. An inspection revealed that the water heater in the condo was leaking gas. We spoke to Amy Sharp's mother, Beth, and her sister, Renee, today. What went through your mind when you heard about this latest accident? I think, when is it going to stop? Something has got to enlighten the public on traveling there. Kevin Coffey is a travel that risk trainer. He says, always carry a portable carbon monoxide detector when you travel. It's battery operated 10 years, so you can take it with you. You just have to know when you take it with you, you have to put it in your carry-on bag because it's a lithium battery. Abby's family is remembering her today as an adventurous spirit and a wonderfully kind heart. We are truly heartbroken by this terrible tragedy. The Mexican resort says with no official cause of death, they are refraining from speculating about what happened. But you can get a portable carbon monoxide. <laughs> uh, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's suspect, right? Um, you, should, you should be very, very suspect. Everything. Um, including all this death we're seeing here. Now... So here's here's my issue, and here's my issue. I'll work towards the giga spiral. So um, Ed Dow just put out, a, or there's this article that uh, mounting evidence shows that more young adults are experiencing heart problems compared to decades past, and that worsening lifestyle habits. <laughs> Namely, poor diet and lack of exercise are to blame. Some research suggests that COVID infections are adding insult to injury, uh, as well as uh, gene transfections. 
Perhaps the most alarming trend is that despite declines among older adults, the proportion of heart attacks among younger adults is increasing across the globe, with many doctors who spoke to National Geographic consider it a public health emergency. Young adults are loosely defined as those between 20 to 50 years old. The same group that's showing a 10 times increase in breast cancer. Female, of course. Um... Uh, no, Mas Cappy says, uh, Good day, Kev. Uh, how are you? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you. I hope you're well too. Um, so, uh, more, more evidence of excess deaths. Here's evidence from water analysis, uh, sewer analysis of circulating SARS. And again, this is kind of what Gert van den Bosch is predicting right that you get these waves and then eventually it just doesn't settle down to zero and person is but there was more data here um the biobot network wastewater treatment plants um similar similar increases again uh, total results now you know compared to other waves um it's not in the same range, but it is trending up. And it, by all accounts, it shouldn't be. If we should have settled into endemic, the population should have been, if the gene transfection should have worked, should have reached some degree of immunity, etc. But no, we're still seeing something in the environment. Something's causing all that excess death it's not ventilation it's not remdesivir could be things like uh fentanyl but the um you know there was a brought it up but um out of hospital drug deaths accounted for 120,000 in the US and the th issue is is that you could maybe look at fentanyl in the U.S. as being a part of the tapestry of data. The problem is other countries don't have a fentanyl problem. Japan doesn't have a fentanyl problem, but Japan is in its ninth wave. Now, again, the data is hidden now with respect to Japan, and so it's difficult to tell um, how severe it is. But... Japan doesn't have a fentanyl problem, and it's shown escalating waves of cases and deaths through the pandemic. Again, I would argue that Japan is one of the cleanest data sets we have. We have universal health care, homogenous population, etc., etc. And you have to be able to explain that type of phenomenon. So, um, so just a reminder here that... Um, Giga spiral, um, again, going for the uh, noble lie, the noble delusion, says this. The insistence on a circulating something working together with another injected bioweapon again. Like so many of these other Scooby leads these guys insist on promoting implies a level of biological mastery that is surely a myth goal everyone to believe in the possibility and again what this is doing they're trying to frame the discussion this is what the 
panda group is doing such that they they think this is this is their and i presume they've done this in sort of back channel chats that the this is the way to get out of this by um denying the the space for weapons to be circulating in the environment it, it's all myth we can't prove any of it and he goes um, on to say, unless you mean that an injected bioweapon could weaken immune systems relative to pre-existing immune challenges, there's no way in shape or form what is being endlessly pushed by these characters. That is not true. <laughs> it's not true. Now, the thing about um, Jay, again, is he's building straw man arguments. And if you go back and you look at the um, discussions that were being had and where he's talking and Paul, Paul Cottrell is on there and the, the, the point comes up about DC sign CD147 and that being an active site respect to part of the disease causing mechanism it's a target of the virus and again we can lots of detail in why that could be with respect to the um, HIV-like inserts, yada, yada, yada. Gone through that many, many a time. Um, but Jay is going around saying, how does, how does Cottrell know this particular detail? How did, how did he get that? And actually, if you go back and you watch that early stream, he describes the paper. He describes reading a paper that comes from American authors who were working in Italy. Now, you could ask the question, how, how come those authors uh, managed to so rapidly um, hone in on that particular re um, receptor pathway? I guess, maybe. But it wasn't... It, again, there's no love lost between me and the silver merchant. But he very quickly pulled up the paper. He'd, he had it filed away on his website that was available publicly etc and jay has got it into his head that it would be impossible to know about this mechanism so therefore there must be some conspiracy ongoing and it's all part of the scooby-doo to convince you that weapons are real well I, I, what i see is a very clear and consistent um emergence of data in the um, scientific literature that paints a picture of the pathology that we've become to understand. And the last stream that I did, I pointed out that we have this uh, paper which came out in eLife two ago. SARS-CoV-2 uses CD4 to infect T helper lymphocytes. This is a mechanism that HIV uses, measles, dengue, and SARS-CoV-2. Again, I said, Two of those, um, the providence of, could be argued, have a lab origin. Fauci is on record of saying that he would use this pathway if he was to design his, um, I don't know, <laughs> a, a, a pathogen that um, would be devastating to mankind. And this flies in the very face of what Jay is trying to claim here in, in flyby Twitter posts where he won't, he doesn't have the balls to come and debate anything.
right? He won't debate the actual science. And I've shown that he's being dishonest in how he's representing the science by saying that um, the, that type of uh, ability to target is surely a myth. It's not a myth. We see it here. It was identified very, very early on in the early discussions where Jay is going back, trying to find examples of what must be, what must be part of this Scooby-Doo that's being um, played on the people. And the Scooby-Doo is, from a, a larger uh, frame of reference, it's about convincing you that there are these super weapons when they're not these super weapons it's all just there to um, bamboozle you and and shepherd you into particular pastures for control well i would just argue the <laughs> which which seems more likely yes they want to shepherd you and uh, control you and manage you in ways that uh, would only satisfy the most sadistic of mindsets but are there these technologies and if there are these technologies Hans Jay spoke about these technologies before and is now claiming that they do not exist at the moment, which is what I want to take a look at today. And some of the some of the um, calumnies that he um, has made in, in, in the last 24 hours. Right. And so. Um, DJ, good to see you. Uh, Speed Cola, Speed Cola Speed says, I'm old enough to remember when there was public debate about genetic modifications in culture. Yeah, yeah. And look, I'm, I'm of the opinion that um, not all science is bad. Um, not all genetic science is bad. And you know, if we can feed people with less pesticides and more efficient use of um, water and resources and it requires a gene from another plant etc to go in I'm, I'm kind of kind of okay i'm not too concerned about that right the <laughs> when you're starving hungry you, you're not going to be too concerned about um how they crispr cas 9 a gene into uh, the genome of a seed stock um it's a very first world problem to be um you know concerned about uh terminate a seed and I'm not saying it's not a problem, but, you know, um, wait till you're hungry. <laughs> then, then see if you turn your nose up at some uh, GMO foods. Uh, let's move on. So what was the point I was getting at? That Jay is saying that, um, that, that it, it almost be a myth Um Except, right, where, where he's, he, he concedes, unless there's some impact on immunity, and point I was getting to here, um, this paper as well, just that it was DC, L-sign, targeting, there's many, there's many, many papers that you can just go and write. This is just the first one that popped up on the list. Okay, so in effect, he's denying this data whilst he's going around pushing the idea that there are these narrative controllers that I and Paul Cottrell seem to be a part of. Right? I don't know about Paul Cottrell, but I, for sure, am not, right? <laughs> so, 
Um, let's let's move on. What did I have next? So I think um, I, I'm going. I want to do some neuroscience, but again, it's an odd time for me. It's five a.m. So what I wanted to do is just play part of um, his breakdown and analysis of what was a stream where Raffinos Spectaculos PH Forever Young had come in and was trying to have a discussion. Well, it was basically saying viruses aren't real, right? And this was something that I was keyed into very, very early on as I considered these people to be extremely, extremely dangerous. These are people. If there's any Scooby-Doo, it's how these people got signal boosted right through the pandemic such that it sowed confusion among people who would be looking for answers that should be looking at that biowarfare, defense industry, medical countermeasures behemoth that we've brought in, to, we've birthed into creation, particularly since 9-11. So let's, let's have a listen of some of the things that Jay is saying here. I don't, I don't, sorry, I haven't spoke to you in detail before we got started, but um, I, I see a lot of what looks like... Um... I'm just picking it up. Um, apparently, I came into this thing late. Injunctions, not injunctions, but advice to sort of, um, sort of tip the body one way or the other with respect to pH, chemistry, all these types of things. And I, I would at this stage just say we need, to, we need to have a better understanding of what this agent is, okay, and specifically the virus before, before even going on anything to do with respect to uh, advice. That, would, that is what I would oh, expect oh, from uh, uh, my clinicians. And uh, they're... I, what I would do is we have some uh, expertise around the table is try to try to address uh, a couple of things that I think are damaging to the scientific cause and the medical cause right now, particularly as the U.S. begins to take the brunt, or not the brunt, but starts its climb up a uh, the exponential of the infectious curve. Okay, so um, the, the fact that people are setting 5G cell phones on, t on fire, the fact that YouTube is nuking any conversation with respect to 5G, okay, doesn't mean um, that 5G is a causal agent. Right. I think we have a good idea as to what the causal agent is. And I would, I would begin to start getting down to what, the, um, what people are thinking about that thing uh, itself. So what's its providence? And we started to go over that a little last week. Okay? We're, and uh, Dr. Curie has done a good job of saying or, or putting forward evidence that the technologies available uh, to scientists in the public domain are enough, to, um, are enough to say, well, there's probably something that we should pay attention to with the virus, meaning um, is it a uh, lab-based um, agent, meaning a research agent. Okay, so Are you thinking about this as an as an audition? Because it really feels like an audition to me. <laughs> You're fucking delusional then, Cooey. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and again, the reason I started speaking to Jay all that time back then is that he, he was very early on onto this was a lab origin pathogen, like I was thinking. Like I, I'm still um, very much recovering at this stage from my encounter with it okay and this um these types of claims are not are not helping because i know there's a lot of crossover with the audience here and claiming that there's uh <laughs> this is some kind of fucking audition where there was an audition was the nibiru guy that bell tried to set up and i i was i wouldn't have any of it but um this is <sighs> i'll just let him carry on speaking and 
it is a, a competing audition almost. It's really it's really shocking to me to see it through this 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 three years from now or three years later. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just I'm just gonna add a couple of caveats here. So one, I think by continuing to talk about five G and uh, modulating body responses outside of a clinical study right now and outside a sort of controlled environment is going to add to the hysteria. So we had a lot of conversation last week about um, how to uh, how to uh, couch this subject to the public, okay, without sort of raising... Does anyone know when his shtick with regard to the start of his stream started? When it really became this kind of over-the-top thing with, like, rainbow dildos and people's heads on, on samurai swords and kind of the over-the-top stuff? I mean, when did that really start? day fucking one when i went after these motherfuckers <laughs> that's when it happened like I, I got into this speaking to public because there were well it was kaufman going around showing electron micrographs of um bacteriophages claiming that those were viruses stuck on um a cell when it was bacteriophages on a on a bacterium I was just like, that is, it, it's just obvious bullshit. And then I just got pulled down this particular avenue and I found myself having to speak to the public. And, you know, again, I speak about my area of expertise, which is neuroscience and clinical neuroscience. Was that he didn't, I don't think already now he would start his stream at, at uh, April 11th, 2020. He was already starting a stream like that. Oh, how wrong you were, Kui. How wrong you were. I think it would be an interesting thing to figure out oh. when that that aspect of his his shtick started. Alarm. And I do think that a lot Always of, been uh, like that, really? Okay. A lot of that panic that can come from, especially in the United States, is fear that... I actually think that's more significant. Yeah, it was a very deliberate decision. It... I'd spent my time, right, there was a sort of type of stream right that comes from the internet blood sports uh corner of the internet right where people you know make a, a thing of going after people who uh, are, are deliberately lying or pulling up or, or grifting right that that's that's the term that's being pulled into common parlance now and um the uh the, the way that it's formulated on you know watch kill stream or any of these other types of um like <laughs> i find that shit hilarious right but the the mimetic warfare to me was a very very effective way of getting messages across on the internet particularly when you want to try and speak to people you want to engage them bring them in and i've managed to bring people in for um what would otherwise be a dry academic debate and it was also very effective against the people who were the who were being positioned as spokespeople for narrative control they couldn't handle memes of themselves why because scientists have very very inflated egos of themselves they expect people to deify them Okay. And Angela, Angela Rasmussen was not prepared for page upon page of her. <laughs> Just fat Angie. <laughs> Still funny. But in, in Jay's mind now, that's part of Scooby Doo. <laughs> 
Oh, dude, lay off the weed, man. Um, and so I would be interested to see when that, did he really just start streaming at the start of the pandemic and start right away with this over the top? Um, no PC is, is for me kind of thing. Yep. Because I knew that was part of the problem. Now, you know, I was, I would be somewhat more professional, but it emerged very, very quickly. As particularly as I would get censored very early on. YouTube would take stuff down. Um, I would be in contravention of who guidelines. Again and again and again. How many Twitter accounts, how many YouTube accounts have I gone through? I'm now getting stuff from Google saying, oh, this account's been inactive now. We've got to get rid of it. Um, let's see. Quite Cooney says, Kevin, in my opinion, JC is being paid to distract and attack people. He has attacked almost everyone at CHD and many others. JC is a liability to RFK Jr. Um, yeah, yeah. And like I say, I was, I watched his stream this morning and it's telling how many no virus weirdos are in his um, chat. And so his, his trying to appeal to that end of the spectrum has, has gained him something of a loyal fan base, I guess, like I have a fan base because people like me, like watching me go after and, and, you know, I've become somewhat adept at playing internet blood sports on people who, who are not prepared for it. I think is that's, that's an impressive, that's an impressive data point. They're missing out where you start seeing things like panic buying. So, you know, the most comical aspect being the toilet paper. Um, but uh, the things where you're going to try to um, suggest different different types of therapies. And like I say, on my channel, I've gone a long way to say, um, I'm not doing that. We should, what we should be doing right now is more understanding at the scientific level the virus. Okay. So I think let's uh, let's start pooling uh, information with respect to how, how come it's starting to get, or it's emerging with the properties it has. And I think part of the discussion right now would be more beneficial for the, um, the people listening to sort of wind that back scientifically through the literature. So, so, so people can understand that aspect. Okay, and then try then try to squash not squash but keep the keep the causal elements to what we really can get a hold of right now. And I'll make the presumption that um, and I, I don't like I'm, I'm, I'll just put this up right now. I don't like calling it COVID. I just think we should just call it SARS for right now. Okay, because it is it's it's SARS as we understand it as the novel agent that came onto the scene uh, nearly 20 years ago. And then we should try and track through the literature where that SARS agent uh, came from, went to, and how it's got to where we see it today. Okay. And what do we know now is that it was the subject of DOD, massive DOD funding. Massive. Um, I, I had little idea back then of the scope of what we were dealing with. Um, it was starting to um, find its way through. But in Jay's mind, this is, this is all part of the uh, narrative. Oh, an addition, an addition for the CIA deep state to uh, come and control his mind and uh, bamboozle you with Scooby-Doo, Scooby Snacks. So I don't know if this was sort of brought up in the uh, intro, so just, just jump in if I'm repeating information. And I would say probably some of the most germane information right now is SARS. First cases were Guangdong province, okay, where the bats are that they are using to uh, say that there's the uh, host species, okay, that there's some sort of jump uh, from the bat to human beings. And we know that there's been a concerted, uh, let's say, a, a loose international collaboration Okay, of this agent from China around the rest of the world, and that's to uh, that's to fully accredited to um, uh, fully accredited institutions in Europe and, and the US. And, and Doctor, we said last week, uh, learning about both the good and bad of the biology of this. 
Yes, absolutely. And I think there's a, um, uh, like I say, to be jumping off into causal mechanisms that I would say right now are uh, difficult, okay, are going to um, are going to just muddy the waters even more. Okay? Can, I, can I make a comment about that? Sure. Please do, Doc Young. That's why we're here. Yeah. Well, in 2001, I was in London uh, doing a, a, a double-blinded study with BBC uh, with their Edibate. And what we were doing was testing the effects of electromagnetic pollution on the biofield, which we published. Uh, I published that with uh, uh, Beverly Rubin uh, from as a professor at Berkeley University. So this is not this is not just off-the-cuff stuff. Uh, we have we have evidence that uh, hard evidence that uh, uh, electromagnetic frequencies. And back then, we were talking about uh, 2G and 3G generation. Uh, so we're not dealing with the same amount of uh, force or energy and pulsating uh, frequency that affects the cells. But we found, uh, we found in, our, uh, in, our, in our two uh, uh, groups, group A and group B, and of course you can look that study up. Fuck, this dude is painful to listen to, man. I'm, I'm so glad that every time I have encountered him, I've just... <laughs> I've shut him down or, or just been hostile as humanly possible. Uh, yeah, can I, can I just, because that's, and again, this is uh, my fault for the, um, coming a little late to the, the table. Uh, I, I think what would be useful if we get round to the um, the idea of electromagnetic interference. And like I say, I have a lot of experience with directly stimulating the brain to induce behaviours, okay? And I know, I, you know, it's, it's a common clinical practice to be using these types of therapies, whether it's transcutaneous direct current stimulation, deep brain stimulation, um, the list goes on and on of sort of... Um, uh, doing stuff to to the body with uh, electromagnetic radiation. I don't want to sort of belittle your studies or anything right now. Uh, Jonathan wants to put his. No, I, just want to, I don't want to give Dr. Young a chance to keep talking. I just want to prompt you to sort of address the maybe. Yeah, I, I'm I, not, I just yeah, want I'm to not give extra talking points. I'm going to give you extra talking points. You got last time. Oh, I just want funny. you to make sure that you address the idea that there's a lot of data from transmagnetic transcranial magnetic stimulation about sort of the general, uh, like, let's say, power of the magnetic energy that's necessary in order to affect neural networks. And so if you can speak to how that power is generated from in a 5G network, because I'm just not familiar with it, and how that power can be, it must be kind of equivalent to transcranial stimulation and power. Otherwise, you wouldn't get the effects because transcranial stimulation is already quite weak unless they use really high uh, powered magnets. But I'm just, I want you to talk because I'm not an expert on it at all. Uh, well, I will speak to RTMS, right? and all these kinds of events where they're using repetitive transcranial magnetic stimulation, okay? And yeah, they, they are very uh, high gauss, okay, to induce responses, and so they will do it, and often what that will do, uh, if, the, if you want to get a response, you know it's a response because um, you'll sort of get a muscle movement or you'll, or you'll get a, um, uh, a sort of numbing effect, if you like, because you, you, don't, you can't receive signals back up because you depolarize the network, okay? Now, this, this requires a very sort of specific uh, setup. Uh, it requires coils being placed very close to the skull, and um, there are sort of people claiming that they can target their RTMS into sort of deeper structures and more focal areas. Okay, RTMS, although there's, there's some clinical use, it's been touted for everything and anything from Parkinson's disease to Alzheimer's to ADHD to depression. Okay, and uh, a lot, a lot of these, um, a lot of these studies are uh, not passing, not passing muster, and they're not, they're not being done. I want to see them being done in. Um, and more than I've done RTMS directly in the brain, recording the cortex and recording deeper structures, okay, it's virtually impossible to get the RTMS anywhere down deep enough for it to record a, uh, a significant response to the, um, the deeper structures, so the forebrain, basal ganglia, and uh, the midbrain. Yes, we, we recognize that there's some responses on the cortex, but even then, the, uh, the, the responses are not sustained, right? So, that, so if you get a depression patient, right, and this is, this is where you have to get into the... Um, uh, the meat of the, the problem. Okay, so you take a depression patient and you're bringing them in for what they think is a super advanced uh, technique to treat their treat their disorder, and you place these coils over over their skull, and you cannot blind uh, an RTMS study, right? Because one, you'll hear the the, the clunk of the uh, electromagnetic uh, pulse being delivered, right? And there's there's the brain you, you sensorily feel it, 
it's the same and it's the same with deep brain stimulation right it, it's you have to um you have to be able to a lot of patients can sort of sense when the stimulator is on because there, there's a sensory component to it but i would add dbs does have very sort of uh, immediate effects particularly with like parkinson's tremor and um uh, rigidity so there are, there are things that we can measure in blinded studies not even blind studies animal studies which are the gold standard okay and we need to uh, we, we need to sort of keep these things in mind when, when trying to uh, engage with speculation with uh, something like uh, the SARS, SARS version 2, right? And um, the- Doc McCann trying to maintain scientific rigor, right? So trying to shut down the idea that <laughs> the 5G towers are causing um, SARS and um, exhorting everyone, please, 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 in this environment, right? Stick, to, be as rigorous as possible. Stimulate me harder, Daddy. <laughs> the, yes. uh, like I, said, I, don't, I don't. I don't want to railroad the conversation. But I, what I want to do is, I, I want to sort of build on the foundation that we had from last week. Okay, which was um, let's let's get this agent under control, uh, not under control, but under the microscope, respectively, with um, trying to understand it. And let's let's sort of unravel the picture back before even beginning to get close to saying what you should and shouldn't be doing with your body. Okay, because I'm not comfortable right now with saying that patients need to do X, Y, and Z to help themselves. Okay, because there's data coming out that we. I'll try and be concise about it. Okay, so let's look at the providence with Zhang, uh, Zhang Dong and SARS. Uh, let's look at the data which has been published, which seems to suggest that um, the oxygen carrying capacity of patients is um, uh, seems to be diminished. While in many cases there's very little damage to the lung, and the intubation may be causing more problems than than not. And uh, the, the third point, uh, I will. Um, uh, sorry, I was just looking something at the corner of my eye. It's made me skip. I, I, I want to sort of let's get let's get to those first two things. Um, right now, because I think that's more useful to the public, right? Because if you, in, in research and medical environments, you always want to be um, careful of the snake oil salesman, right? They <laughs> with uh, PH Young on the screen. Oh, bravo, Doctor McCann, bravo! They, they roll up in their bandwagon, and you know, sort of classic example. What's going on right now? What's going yeah. on right now? Yeah, people. There's like a religious guy selling like I don't even know what it was, but it was something. And apparently, you take it, and you're you know, it, and it's like every pandemic. It seems like in history, you know, it's, it's... that was chlorine dioxide, which. Um... P.H. Young is going to tout and push as well and was selling on his website, which is essentially um, a form of bleach. Now, look, <laughs> maybe it does give uh, ex- extra oxygen. Um, I don't know. But to be pushing stuff uh, when you don't have, when we haven't done the proper medical studies on them, and look, we've had plenty of examples of medical studies gone wrong. There's just been an article come out which has claimed that hydroxychloroquine does help. It's been published in Nature. Um, so essentially sinking uh, the surgisphere claims where they were going around and saying that um, hydroxychloroquine um, doesn't work. I mean, back then I was very concerned about um, them trying to say that you're going to, everyone is going to have to take hydroxychloroquine as a prophylactic right <laughs> because that's well it's it's this it's the medical game they want you on something but you know the the weapon of choice was um vaccines in this particular instance gene transfection it's going to happen like that yeah and this uh that you, you're going to see a lot of people right as, as this thing kicks up in the air you're going to see a lot of people and not just not just people selling snake oil right that there's a more important issue which relates to the public right now and that's how the institutes themselves okay are going to start trying to jockey for the research dollars where we've seen we're already seeing trillions of dollars being released by the governments to try and get a handle on it and people lining up for cures 
Okay. And at the same time, oh, yeah, so the third thing I wanted to bring in was um, there's a significantly uh, growing number of people that have just got it into their heads, uh, and you can, you can probably put religion into that as well, um, who stray on the end of the spectrum to saying that viruses aren't real. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Which is what... <laughs> That's been a constant fight for me in the last three years, and Jay has gone into that camp, right? We know this. We've got, we've got this tracked across time as he's tried to um, ingratiate himself with uh, the uh, no virus, um, we can't identify viruses, we can't pick them out molecularly, we can't pick them out with respect to electron microscopy, etc. None of that, none of that is uh, repeatable science, etc. Um, Kev, you seem convinced we need new treatments. Um, I mean, this is three years ago, and you have to remember that I'm um, still very much recovering from my uh, tangle with SARS. And, um, you know, at the time, I was arguing for like aspirin. And we were only just beginning to find out that SARS was, it's not a respiratory pneumonia, it's a, it's a systemic coagulopathy. Right? And that's what um, Cameron Seidel was arguing when he was saying, look, I'm, I'm here in New York, there are sick people. Um, but then they're they're not acting like they've got respiratory pneumonia. They're acting like they've got altitude sickness, if I remember correctly, with what he was saying. And they they were basically putting these patients onto ventilators with settings for, as they understood, uh, a, a classic respiratory pneumonia and blowing out their lungs. When actually what was happening was the lungs weren't filled with fluid. The blood was unable to circulate through the fine capillary networks of the lungs. Right, and um, I was sort of addressing, I've done a few of these things with um, doctor, and I'll use the word doctor because we established yesterday on my stream, uh, Dr. Uh, Kaufman, okay? Maybe you should get him on, on here because we're seeing um, a lot of muddying of the waters with what people like that are saying where there are no such things as viruses because viruses kind of look like endosomes and uh, ectosomes, which are things that traffic in and out of cells, okay? and. Um, what he's trying, I would say that's probably one of the most dangerous things. That, along with 5G, is one of the most dangerous things that we need to address right now because the SARS agent, right, is still not fully understood, okay? And I can, I, I'm, I'm going to bring up the uh, Zhou Dong, but excuse my, um, my Chinese, but let's, 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 start, let's start looking at who was, handing, uh, who was passing this little dirty hand grenade between themselves from China and places within China, outside China, right? And if that little hand grenade blew up while, while China was holding it, potentially it could have blown up anywhere where they were doing these types of studies. And... Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And potentially... <laughs> the fact that evidence looks now three years down the road um it looks like the omicron variant could be another lab escape from rodent <laughs> that's that's the world in which we live in so i'm pretty much on point here for three years ago um and trying to um grapple with evidence you have to remember how little evidence there was how few papers there were at that point this is april Right. So we're only just into, I want to say, well, that's that's when New York was beginning to show cases. And again, I'm not um, if Cameron Seidel is correct. Yeah, they they killed a lot of people. Uh, people turned up sick at the hospitals. They put them on ventilators and treated them for classic pneumonia and blew their lungs out and killed them. So. Yeah, makes sense that you would see a big spike. Was it deliberate? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just um, 
lack of experience with how to treat the disease. Uh, I recall an early stream where you and JC were talking about benign viruses effectively communicating between unconnected neurons. How can he deny viruses if he's seen them in the real world? Um, yeah, uh, you know, there's a, th that whole world and the virology world, like, like bacteria, we're surrounded by them and the body uses them. It, it, it's not unknown biology. I mean, it's not something that I spend a lot of time um it wasn't my area of investigation, etc. I mean, the reason I had even a passing interest in viruses was, one, just I've had a couple of run-ins with them that have left me uh, worse for wear. And the other was because it was a part of the field in which I worked where they were sus suspect as being part of the neurodegenerative process. Is it all the neurodegenerative process? Probably not, but they seem to be—they seem to play a role. And SARS has demonstrated that amply over the last three years. And from a neuroscience perspective, it's um, amazing uh, leaps forward with respect to really pinning down these mechanisms, watching it happen in real time. You know, I think, and I want to ask Jonathan about this because he was uh, the Erasmus in Netherlands, as I understand it, with his, um, uh, with his past uh, working experience. And they were putting up uh, monkey studies where they've been uh, uh, infecting with SARS. Okay, now this this to me is a, is a big red flashing light that we need to be looking at um, with respect to jumping species barriers and um, basically in training in by using the natural process of selection within an organism that has much much closer uh, uh, phylogenetic distance to us than a bat. Right. And once they start breeding those viruses in. Yep, yep, yep. And even if it's just monkey kidney cells, okay, why does SARS have such a predilection for neuropillin, human neuropillin, primate neuropillin? I would argue because of its exposure to primate kidney cells. monkeys right and if they've, if they've admitted to doing it in the netherlands i'll try and find the paper um right now but I'm not, it doesn't it's not going to add much beyond that they're doing these experiments in primates you can be bloody well damn sure that they're doing them in china in primates and i'll add this little cherry on the top because i want to go and get um uh, because i literally had to roll out i was up so late last night i rolled out bed onto uh onto the front line here so i'll let the others sort of respond to that for the audience um the the, the cherry on top being the monkey research we have to we have to get down and address who who's being responsible in, on the European side, and also we have to direct the conversation to uh, holding the Chinese accountable right now, because their their behaviour as a country has been not just benign or, or just in countries' interests. I would say it's um, it's stressed the social systems and the scientific systems to a, a breaking point. Okay, and at breaking points, people start doing irrational things, and we need we need to get that under control. Okay, so that means holding the proper people to account. That means in the World Health Organization and all those other institutions. Oh, Kev was even talking about the World Health Organization back then. Yeah, spot on. <laughs> Um, the dude bragged about using transfection on the bench. Yes, that's what I, that's what I want to get to, right? There, there are some aspects that he's going to talk about in this stream, and I'm going to just spend the time. It's going to be, we're going to have to listen to this for an hour, but there's one bit that I've got queued up where, again, um, he's going to claim that we have no knowledge, but he talks about the papers already being emergent back then. 
Okay, and the early papers were coming out about the ability of SARS to cause iron dysregulation, particularly with respect to the heme molecule and blood cells, etc. This is what the hospitals were reporting. Okay, that it it is a different disease presentation than what what had been seen previously. If if we're to believe Jay that it it's all just a fantasy. All those doctors reporting new symptom profiles were either lying or reading the the results back from the from the PATH lab. In the US, who told you not to wear masks when you should have been wearing masks because that's one of the best things you can do right now to protect yourself and shelter in place while we get a grip on the um, on the SARS agent. So, so Jonathan, I'd like to just ask you to sort of build up on the the providence of this agent and uh, perhaps sort of. Um, let, let, Come from your point of expertise and knowledge to sort of um, just, the, part, the virus itself, and um, let's, let's try. I'm to pretty the sure that. Well, I'm pretty sure that he said society was at breaking points, and the best thing that you can do for yourself is to mask and to shelter in place. Now, yep, yep, and uh, I would say it in any. We didn't know back then, right? So um, limit exposure, mitigate, mitigate, and then see how see where the science takes us. And you know where I was in Japan, we didn't shut down, but everyone masked up. And Japan was um, had very very low infectivity rates. That's the data points that we were working with right then. And like I say, this type of purity test going back um, three years, and we're going to see how intellectually dishonest Kui is as he's, um, as, well, we'll look at what he talks about and actually what he talks about in that um, talk that he's looking at right now but doesn't play on his stream. Now, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Uh, perhaps sort of... Um, Come from your point of the problem on the um, on the SARS agent itself. So, Jonathan, I'd like to just right now offer people to account. That means in the World Health Organization and all those other institutes in the U.S. who told you not to wear masks when you should have been wearing masks because that's one of the best things you can do right now to protect yourself. Let's, let's remember what was happening back then. China had essentially taken all the PPE, all of it, and Fauci had done a noble lie and told people. Oh, you don't need masks. Well, they were desperately trying to requisition masks for themselves and couldn't get them. There was word that the Chinese for months have been buying up PPE from every country possible and shipping it back to China. That, that was the current state of affairs in the environment. People couldn't get masks, right? Americans, at the official capacity in Americans, again, I don't know how much of that is, um, was deliberate psychological operations, but they were saying one thing while desperately trying to do the other. And shelter in place while we get a grip on the, um, on the SARS agent. So, so Jonathan, I'd like to just ask you to sort of build up on the, the providence of this agent and uh, perhaps sort of um, let, let, come from your point of expertise and knowledge to sort of um, start picking apart the virus itself and um let's let's try to squash the no virus thing first please well i mean i can only squash the no virus thing from the perspective of what i've read so it, it seemed like there was a possibility at least that dr young thought that the manifestation of COVID 19 might not ultimately be completely viral so i think we should cover that because we brought it up and then we didn't talk about it anymore and so a lot of people are still going to be questioning it but i think the main point that if, if i can just say it quickly 
because you brought up that I worked in the Netherlands. I did work at that that university, and the Netherlands is kind of a quite a leftist uh, country in the sense that there's quite a few people who don't approve of any type of animal research there. And so, in 2011, when that group was passing flu, avian flu through ferrets, and then that that those papers were published, a lot of the the quite aware uh, Dutch populace uh, rose up in protest with that. Not only with the rest of the scientific world, but just the Dutch populace in general um, spoke out against it. And ultimately, that guy had to stop that research. So, although his lab is still working, generally speaking, he's not doing gain of function research anymore. And I think uh, in the Netherlands, our labs. Let's, let's just be uh, let's, let's be honest, scientists right. with um, uh, the public. He might not be doing it in the Netherlands right now, but um, these groups are collaborating, okay, loosely. And, and by gain of function, for people who are just turning tuning in, uh, what Doc means is basically uh, modifying the, the virus and the genome of the virus to give it new uh, abilities. Essentially, my paraphrase. Yeah. Let me, yeah, let me just speak from like a the least scary pers- uh, perspective. There, if, if you don't want to think about the the worst impetus of mankind, just think about the fact that that coronaviruses in general represent the the sort of most potential for a useful biological aspect of our uh, of our sort of flora that we don't really talk about a lot. I think I think everybody who's listening here who doesn't have a deep background in biology probably thinks that when you're not sick, you don't have very many viruses in your body, and that would be kind of a naive way to think. And so we've been thinking a long time about how we we come into sort of a symbiotic relationship with the vast majority of the viruses that we interact with and how including the common cold and the flu and this kind of thing as a species we've been co-evolving for a long time and so for me the, the biology here is just simply the, the sort of temptation to think that if we could understand these viruses well enough we could turn them into medical tools that we could use for vaccination for you know eliminating genes or editing genes or whatever other fantasies you have if you, if no, you they, they are doing the editing genes jonathan let's let's get it put that on the table right. with this Okay, so I, I just don't want to myself speculate beyond what I know. I just want to say that there was a tremendous amount of, of money thrown at the idea of harnessing coronavirus biology for useful things, whether it's you know vaccines for everybody or changing genes or whatever. So my point is, is that they don't have a lot of ways to be creative with these things, and there's no reason to be creative with these things when there's thousands and thousands of them in nature. And so it might have just been as simple as collecting, purifying, making a, lab, a whole library of them and making them somehow juggle them around and change them around and whatever to try and understand how they work. And one of these, you know, I like this combination and that combination. This is interesting. Got it. Which, in view of diffuse proposal, where they're talking specifically about taking those pa- pathogens, SARS-like pathogens, and adding during cleavage sites. Now we know that they were doing that. Now we know that the DIT was pumping millions and millions, billions of dollars into those programs. You have to ask yourself why. And so that to me seems much more parsimonious at this stage than, than to try and explain it as some kind of biological you know, series of, of unfortunate events. Now, if there's going to be some other you know, more far out explanation in the end that the biology is more more uh, complicated than just a viral pneumonia, which I'm very open to. I'm sure it has something to do with the fact that the virus is also able to interfere with the heme group in the blood because that's why they're also seeing the ferritin levels rise. But this is me all armchair. Jay mentions there that um, he's, it's coming through. The data was coming through that the um, iron dysregulation is a big factor with SARS, especially the early SARS infections. That's what the clinics were reporting. Um, Ferroptopsis is a pretty well understood um, disease pathway and cellular senescence. And um, he's he goes on to deny that there's this um, this aspect to SARS, right? That 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 was all fake. Quarterbacking. I don't like to talk about medical stuff. I just know from my reading that there's a very big disconnect between what the scientists who are on television are allowed to say, this very specific set of denials, and this huge pile of, of decades of research where we've been fumbling around with these things to try and figure out how they work. And so I think 
that disconnect is what rings the most untrue with me, and it's the reason why I became interested in it, because I really think there has to be something else going on. So he notices this guy in the upper right corner. He notices that it doesn't make sense, the TV versus the real immunology, and so something else must be going on. He's trying hard not to speculate. He's reading everything that he can. But something else has to be going on, because what we knew before and what they're saying now is incongruent. I really hear that, and I'm quite proud that I hear that huge pile of, of decades of research where we've been fumbling around with these things to try and figure out how they work. And so I think that disconnect is what rings the most untrue with me and is the reason why I became interested in it because I really think there has to be something else going on. And what I have found, and I think Dr. Young, Dr. Petrella, a lot of other people have spoken out about this before, is that vaccinating against these these viruses has turned out to be far more complicated than, than it's drawn in cartoons because antibodies can a lot of times work against us and because these viruses have also clever mechanisms to avoid our immune system. It's a, it's a delicate balance. And if there should happen to be some, you know, I don't know, some mystery thing or a function here that we have to overcome. I still believe as a biologist that ultimately the best tool is going to be our own immune system. It's not going to be Boom. a pharmaceutical company solving this problem. Boom. Like, if you can get there, maybe the magic bullet will be the best antibody that the best COVID patient produces and then some finding a way of producing that antibody and giving it to them. Boom. That was amazeballs. Did you hear what I just said? The uh, best pharmaceutical company solving this problem. I think we're going to get there. Well, I'd been saying you have to come to terms with the the virus in the environment, right? There's there's only like all other viruses. The problem we have right now is what's the cost of coming to terms with it, and what's the cost of the interventions we've made? When we look back, and we've got to explain, we we've got no explanation for, right now for why there is all this all cause increase in all-cause mortality in the young. Why is cancer 10 times higher than it was in the pre-COVID era? So, again, you want know, you want to say that there's nothing happening and it's all just, uh, it's all just a scooby-doo or something's having a dramatic impact at an epidemiological level. There, maybe the magic bullet will be the best antibody that the best COVID patient produces, and then some finding a way of producing that antibody and getting it to the most. But for some reason or another, we never used antibodies. We never looked for a monoclonal antibody that hit the. It's not true. Um, Japan was doing it. Uh, they have quite a sophisticated setup for plasma. Um, I know people who would regularly go and uh, donate plasma, and they were they were using plasma early on as a as a means to deliver antibodies for people you know people who had had covid and um they would take off the plasma and give them um patient derived um plasma from SARS recovered patients um so that was certainly going on um certainly the uh, there was regeneron um that was being touted now of course they're always going to go for the synthetic route because you you can make money off that um natural antibodies is a um it's useful um but no one makes money off it the spike protein at the at the receptor binding domain we never looked for it and if we had them well they're not really working we can't make enough of them we've got them for all the rich people but not for everybody we've got to go we've got to do something else we need remdesivir you know the, uh, patients in the critical most critical conditions yeah, well said, Doc Cooley. And I'm not a scientist, obviously. I'm not the expert here. I'm just trying to ask good questions. But it does uh, that, I guess, thought, um, school of thought of, of kind of like 
well, it might be just nature. We'll have to let nature take its course. I definitely see the value in that. But Dr. Charles has been wanting to jump in for a while here. Uh, Dr. Go ahead. The reason why they're not looking for monoclonal antibodies anymore is because of the antibody paradox. And if you're not familiar with it, please follow Mark Husatonic, Mark Kulak, Husatonic Live, and teach yourself a little bit about biological patent law and find out that biological patent law is not really parallel with or congruent with the biology that it patents. And in the history of biological patent law, people have been patenting antibodies. People have even been patenting polyclonal antibodies because of the precedents set by early patent law surrounding these kinds of preparations before the immunology and cellular biology was well understood, before the molecular biology was well understood. They thought they were patenting a semi-uniform thing, but in reality they weren't. And they were allowing people to claim intellectual property over things that were not as uniform and not as under their control and not as high fidelity understood as was implied by the patent. And that paradox had recently been dialed back by the Supreme Court. And so patenting an antibody, even a monoclonal antibody, at the start of the pandemic was a very different legal challenge than it was just a few years earlier. And if you don't understand that, then you're missing a huge portion of the show but that's exactly what this is about the show is designed to distract you from the actual working turning meshing gears and there's all these other gears spinning in the background some of them are smoking some of them have neon lights on them but they don't meaningfully mesh with anything in the clock they don't actually turn anything that reads out but they want you to pay attention to that stuff that's what this whole show is about there wasn't a gain of function agent that fits the very definition of bio warfare agent we've gone through this again and again and again and the legalities around monoclonal antibodies etc um um i would i would say it's uh incidental in the um the scheme of things they they would um for sure be making we saw them roll it out with uh, Regeneron, right? And, you know, why did they take it away? Again, I wasn't in the hospitals, etc. I remember Karmadoc um, showing us the insert for Regeneron. And there was just, a, again, it was a blank sheet. <laughs> but there were people who claimed that it turned them around and there were people who claimed that it had a um, terrible side effects. John Brisson thinks he lost his uncle because of Regeneron. Um, any any intervention, I guess, comes with risks. Um, and patient-derived plasma, um, again, it has mixed results. And um, he's so high right now. <laughs> Whoops. I'm sorry, were you talking to me? Oh yeah, I just said Dr. Trouble. You can go, uh, Dr. Young, if you want. I just yeah, said, uh, I mean, I, always, uh, let me bring, let me bring up, I just, I think, think a couple things that I, yeah, it's, it's, uh, Paul has it waiting a second, then you can go, Dr. Young. Yeah, well, let me, all right, so we know that we have a buffer in our blood, so this, and, and that can control, P, that can control pH, right? And we know that there is some issues with the affinity of the oxygen to, to red blood cells. And that's causing a, a hypoxia for ARDS patients and non-ARDS patients. So, it, you know, 
understanding the pH and the change in the pH in the blood, I think it's very important to understand the affinity of carbon dioxide and oxygen within the hemoglobin. Um, so, you know, that, that's, I think it's important to, you know, to keep on the table that, that, that dynamic is not well understood of what exactly is happening with those red blood cells. And that type A red blood cells are heavily correlated, but not causal to COVID-19 disease, as opposed to type O blood not having uh, a strong correlation. So Paul raised a good point with that maybe there's a correlation with different blood types. And I just want to say, let's stick to the biochemistry right now, okay? Before before we go uh, dancing way, way off, right, into uh, electromagnetics, okay? Because uh, you, you will get a lot of pushback from me uh, on this. Uh, let's say I spent 20 years stimulating the brain, okay? and I, I want to make sure that the time that we're using here doesn't doesn't go uh, too too far out of uh, whack with um, proper science or... or, or, right. or Sciences. What you're saying, Dr. McCarran, is you want to spend our time on the most effective uh, thinking rather than thinking that, although maybe enjoyable and useful at some point, is not the highest priority right now? Uh, in, in some respects. And look, I didn't, I didn't want to sort of, sort of pull me flow, but what, what I wanted to do was just say, okay, that's a good way to sort of bring conversation up between different blood chemistries. Let, let's, let's go down that way and think about the virus itself, because there was a study that came out this week. I don't have to dig down, but the, you know, the modeling studies are saying it is attacking the porphyrin ring and hemoglobin, displacing the hemoglobin, and that's what's causing the, uh, uh, the hypoxia in patients. It's not a breakdown in the lungs. And that that's where we should be directing our attention right now. Okay. So that's an interesting... You can, you can have uh, Gatling done for all you want, right? And Yeah, and the thing is if you... That's an interesting thing to bring up now because I wonder if that story held water. Remember, we're in the midst of this outbreak and, and ground zero in New York and it's about to spread all over the United States and we're anticipating a billion people dying. So describing the acute effects of the disease, bringing up, you know, Kyle Seidel and talking about the rise in ferritin levels, this kind of thing. How long did that effect actually last? Do we still have people in the hospital today in the severe COVID case that are having this high levels of ferritin, that are having their red blood? Yes. Yes. And so um, if he's not going and looking in the literature for that work, right, and you don't have to look very hard, okay, ferritin, SARS, oh, PubMed, right? But um, <laughs> well, his uh, vaccines. Um, but ferritin levels and COVID nineteen. Um, Twelve autopsies. I should do PubMed and just see what we've. This has been a constant, constant um, theme in the literature: iron dysregulation. The role of iron in the pathogenesis. Let's see, I've got two in 2023. Uh, attenuation of ferroptopsis as potential therapeutic target for neuropsychic, neuropsychiatric manifest, manifestations of post COVID 19 syndrome. Um, again, it's especially important in neurodegenerative pathways, but it, it's there in the literature, okay? And to deny that this aspect exists and has been reported clinically. What did we have in 2020? I mean, I don't know what. <laughs> there was plenty that got thrown up on BioArchive and, um, you know, what, what 
gets published and what doesn't. But, you know, it's interesting for me, 2023, attenuation of phareptopsis as a potential therapeutic target for neuropsychiatric manifestation of post-COVID syndrome. He's being intellectually dishonest about the literature. Blood cells, heme groups eruptured because these claims, if they were never substantiated in the clinic, if they were never substantiated as part of an indication of spread, then we can nail something down with that, right? If we find out that this was a hoax, that this never really happened, that we never recorded any of these actual. <laughs> wow. Um really driving himself nuts with these intense dissections yes um and It's cited by 19 iron and iron related proteins in COVID 19. Review 2023. Uh, COVID 19 can cause detrimental effects on health. Vaccines have helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only reviewed the status of iron and iron related proteins in COVID 19. Iron associated alterations in COVID 19 reported to hitherto include anemia, inflammation, low levels of serum iron, hypopheremia, transferrin and transferrin saturation, and high levels of serum ferritin, hypoferritinemia. Hepcidin, lipocalin 2, catalytic iron, and soluble transferrin receptor in ICU patients. Okay. This is, this is something that's been, I know it's been consistent in the literature because I make a bloody point of looking out for it because it's the one, the one massive signature that we got in, in our natural emergent early onset Parkinson's. The brain is riddled with fucking iron. And you see that it's it's something that's known in the the medical literature that you see iron appear as people's brains become neurodegenerative. So you do um, T two flare. Brain pattern recognition. There's all, there's all sorts of well re repeatable type emergence of iron deposition in the brain, and suddenly in his mind it it no longer exists. So now now it's part of the um, <laughs> part of a fucking Scooby Doo. It means that he's not followed the literature. He's gone down off on a fucking tangent with his fucking weed psychosis, thinking that it was all a, uh, it was all fake. Whereas iron dysregulation is one of the fundamentals of the pathophysiology in many, many disorders. I'll add. This is unbelievable. Things, except for in vitro, then we haven't nailed down something else. I find it to be very noteworthy. Pointing it the wrong way. Um, go, go look at the, at the literature, Kui. Fuck me. There you go. I found one for you. A nice review, 2023. 
have one. Where'd it go? Here. Here you go. For people, I'll put it in the in the chat. <laughs> Just. <sighs> speed cola speed says there was never a disastrous respiratory pathogen for most working age people um again this is yes it was as we learned it was very age stratified and um related to comorbidities if you were going to end up in the hospital initially the the issue that we have to work around right now is what's causing the increase in all cause mortality it's a worldwide phenomenon you can't just offload it onto fentanyl because it's happening in japan there's no fucking fentanyl here it's happening in the uk we see that in the data um here and something's got to explain this okay now I would, I would go so far. I will stretch the hypothetical framework to include the gene transfecting that spike protein, which seems highly engineered to induce multiple, multiple pathological effects. Now, some of that could just be inherent to the um, SARS spike protein. It seems to be the cholinergic binding seems to be consistent between early SARS and late SARS. But then there's, there's speculation that early SARS was not a natural phenomenon. So, this is, why didn't he put his effort into looking at that, right? He's got professional level experience working with cholinergic receptors. He's a pretty good mental schematic in his brain of their structure and uh, binding sites and their properties and their anatomical distribution. <laughs> he could have been doing that. Instead, he's sitting there vacillating about the fact that um, ferritin and iron dysregulation is a myth. And so he's being, he's being dishonest to the listeners that are, are, are tuning in to what he has to say. He's dishonest about this particular mechanism when he's on record now in Twitter saying, where'd it go here? Um, is it? The insistence on a circulating something working together with another injected bioweapon again, like so many of these other Scooby leads these guys insist on promoting, implies a level of biological mastery that is surely a myth. Goal everyone to believe in the possibility, unless you mean something that an injected bioweapon could weaken immune systems relative to pre-existing immune challenges, but there's no way, shape or form what is being endlessly pushed by these characters. Not true. We're constantly harping on, on about DC sign. It was spoken about in those roundtables that we had, and Cottrell pulled up the first paper that was describing it that came out of fucking Italy. Maybe this is it. Affiliations. Looks very Italian. Uh, Brazil. Brazil. But, um, and Brazil was a country that got hit very hard by SARS. Uh, Groove Nut sets. I watched a stream where someone told him his ideas on swarm fidelity were wrong. They brought up that it wasn't only people like McKernan that had shown his ideas to be a stretch, but also virologists. Yeah, and we've had multiple virologists 
come on and d- describe that he's um <laughs> oh, thank you dr Co for that right by trying to fought with Zijou. Is anyone not Zijou today? Let me just uh, have a look. Feed uh, that blick. Um, oh, he's going to be hungry today. No, I think I made on. Um, get Mackie D's. Uh, let's see. It's the vaccine and the treatment protocol. Uh, um, look, temporarily, uh, temporarily, it would appear that there seems to be a relationship. I, I would agree. Um, like I say, that's why I played just this particular clip. It, it, it's a fascinating, and um, we looked at it, right? Cancer.org. Um, what this guy was saying is true. Hang on. Right? There's been a 10 times increase in breast cancer in well, it's the younger boys age. And, girls, and it's not a good one. If you know me, I'm in the medical field and I'm a numbers guy. So this is not good. Cancer.org, okay, scoot over. Cancer.org, in 19, we have a chart for the United States of the four major cancer groups. I circled younger than 45, the cancers, because I'm gonna be honest, in the medical field, this is not your typical age range for any cancer upticks. I mean, cancer is bad in any of these age columns. We don't mind it at all. But when you start talking about statistics and data, this is, this is an odd age range to have cancer since. But so we, we look at this, like what's going on, okay? Now, in 19, I'm looking specifically at the breast uh, for female category, because I care more about our females. They populate the earth and uh, they feed the young, okay, with, their, with the breasts. So look at in 19. 26,660. They provide endless hours of entertainment for me, but, um, <laughs> um, so yes, I, I, for sure, we have to look at that. But what, what is Cooey saying? That there's no way that that injected component could be something that causes mass harm. And I think that that's an insane intellectual and logical position to be taking particularly in light of data like this in light of data like this and i'm sorry it doesn't i've got no idea why that doesn't show on the screen properly um copy it just for those in school there's the image um and here we here we have Jay literally just saying that iron dysregulation, even though it's there in the literature, I just pulled up a review for you, right, saying that it's at the heart of the pathology of SARS-CoV-2, one of the primary ways in which cells begin to die in his mind it's suddenly not real anymore which means i can't believe that he is not keeping track of the literature in this sense which means that he's lying to the people that are listening to him people that are dependent on him for translating the the scientific information available way okay it's not it's not going to help you right we have we have these weapons available to us Okay, we need to make sure they're going down, uh, they're being channeled the right way. So, Paul, please carry on uh, with respect to the 
the blood chemistry and uh, but the biochemistry what right. you guys are doing rather than 5g and um so so you know as these cytokines as we get these increased inflammatory responses it's changing it's changing the ph of not only the interstitial tissue but it's, it's changing the ph of the the blood and i think that these hypoxia the, the hypoxia that's being reported here um uh, partially are related to a downstream effect from cytokine production and, and i don't think we fully understand the the the, the change, the shape change of the hemoglobin because of this particular situation. You know, the pH changing may, may create domes or flatnesses within the hemoglobin molecule that prevents the, the association of oxygen to, to, to actually bind. So pH is a big point. It's very possible that As, um, the red blood cell is... Yeah, uh, it may be chroma key. That blick was uh, messing around with it. I'll, I'll have to speak to him. The protein carrier. A protein that it, it, it actually binds somehow to the virus. Yeah, well, hemoglobin. Um, there's a possibility there. Yeah, when there's when the stomach where there's a deficiency in sodium bicarbonate production, and the blood is suffering as it's, it's it's pushing off metabolic waste or dietary waste into the interstitial fluids. I believe the elephant in the room is is and, and that can really bring this around for people to understand that's doing this research is you have to t test the biochemistry of the interstitial fluids and compare that against the body uh, okay. against the interstitial I mean, fluids because the blood is always going to try to maintain. It's delicate pH and it's delicate biochemistry. That becomes it is really a spectacular level of of. I mean, it's one hour and ten minutes, and we're really not talking about much. It's quite impressive. Um, as Kevin, or, yeah, I think somebody said in the chat. I didn't see who it was that um, that Gorsuch wrote that that um, decision, and that's that's actually true. You want to look it up? Gorsuch wrote the decision which reined in the intellectual property of antibodies. Um, I don't really read the chat too much when it comes to a stream when I'm trying to pay attention to what I'm watching. Um, but generally speaking, I am reading the chat. It's just that I don't really comment a lot of times when people whine about me not doing interviews with people. Um, Kevin McCarran and Charles Rixey are, without a doubt, part of a group of people that is designed to make sure that anybody that follows them never questions the faith. And the faith is that there was a novel virus. The faith is, is that millions of people died, and that's why we had to take... <laughs> um, so he sprung from um, the issue of iron dysregulation being a fantasy to now myself and Charles being there to make sure that you never question the orthodoxy of there being, in his terms, a novel virus. Well, Perhaps we can, uh, there's some elasticity around what novel means. I mean, we've seen SARS before, but again, there's, there's plenty of reasons why we think that there's a degree of engineering and tweaking that's gone on with SARS that makes it, again, look like it's come out of the biowarfare cabinet. Yeah, holy shit, indeed. <laughs> holy shit. Like, one of the, I say, I'm as heavily censored as is fucking humanly possible on these platforms. Okay, I don't help myself with the language and the memes. But the, um, the, <laughs> the fact, it, it, thinking that we're part of some uh, coordinated um, narrative control when no one, no one wants to talk about biowarfare. No one. Why? Because what it does is, it, if it's true, in my opinion, it highly likely is, that he's leaning into the noble delusion, right? The noble delusion to spread that there's nothing new, there's nothing 
um, novel. It's all natural and um, the immune system can just take care of it and there's nothing to worry about. Right? That's, that's what the noble delusion is. Well then, why, why are we seeing all this increased cancer? Why are the young dying right now? Why are they dying? He can't answer that. Take all of the actions that we did, including what Kevin just endorsed in this video, which is masking and sheltering in place until we understand this novel agent. And he has been engaged in this charade since the beginning, and I did not become aware of it. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you just keep ignoring all, that, all those deaths. What's causing it? And it, even if you say, well, it's the gene transfection. Okay, well, the gene transfection is acting like a weapon. But he's on record here again saying, where is it? That it can't be real. It can't be real unless it impacts the nervous system. What did we have here? We did it the last stream. Uh, well, we did the CD4 and this, right? Where um, we looked at the trends paper. This from adverse effects of uh, COVID-19 mRNA vaccines. And it's specifically, it's, it's, properties specifically target the immune system immune dysregulation allowing amyloidogenic type pathologies to emerge that are very difficult to pin down in you could have cardiac amyloidosis in a young person theoretically right and the heart would look essentially normal So he wants to deny, essentially, a body of growing literature. He wants to convince you that I'm part of some elite narrative squad when I'm sitting here talking to a hundred people and it's been like that for fucking three years. <laughs> Why do I think he did the 180? I, I'm... I truly think it's the noble delusion. He doesn't want it, it, it. He's come to the idea that by if you think that there's nothing, nothing with respect to weaponization, it's just it's just the churn of um, disease, yearly yearly fluctuations in disease that they took. And they used somewhere like New York, where they were, right, blowing out people's lungs. It would seem, if Carl Sedell is a real person and a real doctor, and I remember checking him out at the time to see, and he, he did appear to be who he said he was, that they were blowing people's lungs out because they didn't understand the disease. They went all down this thing of we got to have ventilators, etc. And Carl Sadell was saying, yeah, you know, you still need ventilators, but there's different ways of using them. People needed essentially CPAP machines. And blood thinners and anticoagulants. And he would rather, he'd rather think that it was all fake 
than think that something like what's on the screen here is actually a real mechanism at play. And the real mechanism here is you're able to cause immune dysregulation via spike protein, whether it comes from the virus or comes from gene transfection. It's worse, you could argue, via gene transfection because you put it past immune barriers. Right, so it goes to all critical organ systems. But we know, we looked at the case earlier in the week, 38-year-old, 37-year-old man got COVID, tried everything, went into the long COVID phenotype, tried everything, and suffered from systemic organ failure. Now, again, that might be the extreme case. But if your attrition rate is 10 to 30% on the population, and I haven't seen that figure change much, even, and it's been recognized, the milder form with Omicron, people are still developing a month later this um, post-viral syndrome. And he wants to think that that's it's always been there we're just it's just because we're looking at it it's because we've shone the pcr torch on a, a phenomenon that was already there so there's nothing new under the sun the all-cause mortality says different sorry for the chroma key um Fat Angie. Now I've got things to set up. Um, uh, let's see. Fez Woody says, not sure what to make of this. Yes, I had it here, right? And again, I don't know about, I've never met Robert Malone. I do know Robert Malone comes from this biowarfare medical countermeasures industry. We're being, I don't, I'm not sure what industry is the right word. Okay? Um, and she is some sort of limited hangout psyop that got boosted again through all these same networks, all the same um, narrative type controls right that were there that you've got a you've got to cater for the q tarded right and that's why stupid peters emerged he was he was funded by the pillow guy and so now we're watching jay deny that the i don't know i mean i guess you can go around saying that um all the, all the science is fake Iron dysregulation in SARS has, I would argue, has been definitively shown. And we even saw a, um, there, 2023, about iron dysregulation and neuropsychiatric abnormalities in SARS, which really piques my interest because that's, that's the signature that I see in the brain when it really starts to go wrong. But... Yes, uh, I I don't know. I would I would say this is who knows the people li living their own delusions as well. I mean, she's going around saying that that 
5G is going to be controlling you through um, quantum dots that they've put in these vaccines. Um, maybe, maybe, I'm not so sure. I'd rather, I'd rather we focus on what we understand to be recognized disease pathways, that we have a, a long-term, a long history of clinical sort of understanding and research about. But now you're watching Jay, and it's a pity the chat doesn't replay because his, the chat, I watched it this morning, is full of people that think viruses have never been identified. It's impossible to pull them out molecularly. All of that nonsense. And now Jay is ignoring the extant medical literature to the pathology, which stands unique from other inf uh Influenza-like viruses, because SARS doesn't is not a respiratory pneumonia-type disease. Can it cause symptoms like that? Yes, but it's a far, far more um, pernicious disease mechanism, which has its at its core immune dysregulation and, of, of course, the coagulopathy. And the coagulopathy is tied up with the iron dysregulation and the and that comes from dysregulation of the autonomic nervous system and nicotinic receptors. Why isn't he looking at that? <laughs> Find out the providence of those fucking cholinergic epitopes. Go back, find where they come from. How come there's such an overlap with um, conotoxin and <laughs> snake toxins? <laughs> man, oh man. And if you wanted to be real egoistic about it, you might even say that this whole show here is to shut the guy up that got fired at Pitt for speaking out. What? Or shut the guy What? This was, this was all designed to get... Hang on. He has been engaged in this charade since the beginning, and I did not become aware of it and if you wanted to be real egoistic about it, you might even say that this whole show here is to shut the guy up that got fired at Pitt for speaking up. <laughs> oh, check the ego there, sir. <laughs> he was the one going around making fucking bike rides and talking about fucking lab origins back then. But now, now, if you accept that there could be a lab origin, you're engaged in the Scooby-Doo, right? Where it's better to have the noble delusion. Out. Or shut the guy up that they're about to fire because I'm not fired yet. I'm still arguing in the hallways about why are we reading the New York Times when we can read primary literature, kids? Yeah, read the fucking primary literature, Jay. And we weren't in the hallways where you were making a twat of yourself. <laughs> Look, man, I get it. Look, I would never go back to an academic environment. It, it, particularly what I see now, it, it, I, I would, I'd go postal. More than likely swallow a shotgun. But <laughs> this... 
this woe is me attitude and everything is all been geared to uh distract him and pull him down that, that when really the truth was there in front of him none of it none of it was real it was just it was just to set up at the beginning to get people into the hospitals and blow their lungs out and then poison them with remdesivir <laughs> oh shit man i guess this is a lesson in um be careful be careful about hobby horses right i know i know i have my hobby horses right um but you know i tried to make them fun okay <laughs> at least i do that <laughs> jc told dr lee that his yearly contract wasn't renewed due to complaints of racism last 15 minutes of his talk with dr lee yeah that happened that happened i know i know what happened right he he contacted um, there was a lab that did pet imaging with SARS and were looking was looking at the distribution, but the pet imaging was cut off at the neck. And I said, could you contact them? And he wrote an email to them and he got a really snotty response back that he'd been um, inconsiderate and essentially misogynistic in um, asking the person and maybe not something to do with addressing the title. A person, maybe not calling them professor or calling them doctor or some. It was some again. This it's that type of fucking anal lick spittle type of shit, which I could never ever go back to and be around because I, <laughs> I'd fucking explode. I, I've I've done my shift and stint at the coalface. I'd rather sit here. Hate my come on lick spittles. <laughs> Send money. I'd rather do that and and survive like this than go back to that environment and ever contribute to it ever again until I see it make massive, massive course corrections and that it isn't full of fucking egoists like fucking Jay here. Holy shit. We have natural immunity to previous viruses. Why are we so worried about this, kids? Um, the fact that three years down the line, We've got twenty percent increase in all cause mortality in the young. There's a ten times increase in breast cancer. Maybe, maybe natural immune systems aren't working properly. That's what that's what would appear to be indicated if you're getting such large increases in cancer. And so the reason why that I don't engage with you in particular in the chat, even as I read your comments, is because you are still bamboozled by these children. <laughs> oh, man. Those, the, the ones that are pulling all the scientific literature together, the ones that are putting uh, statements in for uh, legal challenges, ones that are doing analysis on fucking vaccine vials. Yeah, those children. When <laughs> you should be listening, listening to the dude talking about fucking Scooby Doo and viruses not being fucking real. <laughs> oh man, oh man, it took a while to get to this point, but that are still still masquerading as dissidents still masquerading as <laughs> me in the same room oh, look microphones improved since uh i've i've been there yeah i tried to uh increase the uh quality somewhat but <laughs> yeah 
Oh man. About this kids. And so the reason why that I don't engage with you in particular in the chat, even as I read your comments, is because you are still bamboozled by <laughs> oh, man. Someone send him the review on uh, Iron being dysregulated in SARS-CoV-2. It has a particular signature that they look for in the, the ICU right now. By these children that are still, still masquerading as dissidents, still masquerading as medical students slash day traders, still masquerading with four blank screens behind him, even now in 2023. Hello, man. Um. Uh. Uh oh. Um. I think he needs to go for his live fucking. Yeah. What am I looking at here? What's the latest from? Ian Copeland. What's this? I, I can't see it, <laughs> but I hope people, <laughs> but I hope people, <laughs> but I hope, oh God, dream of, uh, dream of my <laughs> piss taking laughter. Um, who's Caleb White? Alabama high school basketball star has died after reportedly collapsed during a workout at school. 17-year-old was pronounced dead at a local hospital Thursday. According to multiple reports, White was a freestyle prospect and averaged 20.9 points. Uh, you know, what's killing these young people? <laughs> just, we should just keep ignoring it. Oh, fuck off. I'm not allowing it. There uh some other story we can look at. Um Yeah, um <laughs> Fit young men were just keeling over all the time and dying. Right <laughs> <By> twenty nineteen. <laughs> those uh those flies are dropping like athletes, right? <laughs> Hero, dear. Uh, says, in my opinion, Karen Kingston is a false flag disinfo plant. Her passing will be a way to get her character off CIA payroll and onto the next psyop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think her job is is done. Right, that VP played enough people and um, SARS. Look, we're moving on. Right. Generally, the deaths are trending down and, you know, we've still got some um, biological oddities to be dealing with, like it keep emerging out of season, the um, rapid uh, mutation rates, etc. You know, that could be down to multiple reasons. Um, but. Um, let's see. No name, no clue. Kennedy didn't get Secret Service protection. For fuck's sake, use your brain. Um, I don't know. I know he didn't get Secret Service protection, and that's um, again. It just shows you. <laughs> it's 
something's something's not quite right. But it's uh, it's it's all just Scooby Doo. It's all just it it's a uh, it's theatre. Theatre, not a, a, a transparent theatre. Uh, speaking of metals in the brain, what is your opinion of chelation therapy for removing aluminium? Um, I think you can try, um, uh, like once it's in there, I don't know. I mean, I've never like acute chelation can work in like immediate poisoning and toxicity cases. Um, once it's penetrated into tissue, not not so much. That that's my. I'm very leery of people selling chelation therapies. Um, that's uh, Rashid Buttar territory. Oh. Um, we're all masquerading as uh, being dissidents right now. I've not, I've not spent the last two months um, looking after Charles, just getting him out of um, basically a shitty situation which he was in in the US, partly because of that wanker. <laughs> None of that is fucking real. Jesus Christ. And so it is It is a problem, okay? It's a problem. And we've got to wake up. And if you don't want to wake up, that's fine. But if you're interested in whether I'm reading the chat or not, I'm always reading the chat. It's just very easy to ignore the clock. The little breaks in reality as he tries to construct the noble delusion. Bounce. There are not very many of you, and your comments are noticeably off topic. <clears throat> it's compromised when the interstitial fluids can't re can't relieve itself by pushing it out, you know, through the lymphatic system, out through the pores of the skin, or out through urination. And if, if from our perspective, see, we're measuring both sides of all the extracellular fluids. Hemoglobin, when there's a deficiency in salt, when there's a deficiency in the stomach, and it's the, the cover cells are not producing a sufficient amount of sodium bicarbonate that's being pulled in to maintain the integrity of the intravascular system, then hemoglobin becomes the buffer. Now, whether the virus is actually contributing more to that or, you know, whatever contributing factor, I don't think it's one thing. I think it's a multiplicity of things, of not just dietary, not just environmental, not just metabolic, uh, but uh, it's a combination of all of these factors that's compromising, and what we, what we end up with is the corona effect. The corona effect is the deterioration of the membrane, which is an aging process of the erythrocyte. Whoa. that gives rise to this knobbing or the spicules that are coming off the membrane of the red blood cell as the body is using its own blood to manage the environment. I mean, think about this detail. In April 11th, 2020, this guy is talking all kinds of details, but then... But he's been pulling all kinds of shit for decades. He was selling chelation therapies, right? And... Uh, charging people hundreds of thousands for IV drips. And that's why he got dragged into court multiple times. It's why he sits down in Mexico with that other crank, Sasha Stone, whilst they're trying to gear up to sell you fucking fullerene in fancy looking little bottles. <laughs> it's such a fucking parade of... Uh... Wait, wait. Comments are off topic. People are not repeating his lies and aren't kissing his behind. Yeah. 
like I say, I've I've laid out in very very great detail where he's ignoring papers. Um, he's trying to make claims about natural immunity, and we're showing we're showing that there is an assault on immunity. Now, again, what what level that emerges at, and what it extends out to, I don't know. But a ten times increase in breast cancer in young women that's problematic it's significant you know it may be that you can get in and because they're young you can um treat the condition but you know uh 20 year olds with uh lumpectomies and uh, mastectomies not good man <laughs> i like those young titties i want them to stay in place sodium bicarbonate heme and ph it's an extraordinary display of a combination of dumb, simple, and stupid, complicated. I. <laughs> oh man! Look in the mirror, bro. Quite frankly, I'm I'm amazed. He is really, really skilled. But the key is not. He's a, he's a skilled fucking con man that's been doing it for fucking decades. Why do you think I go so hard at him? And you're. You've been trying to ingratiate yourself with those people. Who do you think Bailey and Kaufman hang around with? They hang around with Young. Young is one at the top of the pyramid with respect to those who, uh, who would argue that there's nothing, nothing with respect to the argument of there being a, a pathogen, a plague, a viral pathogen. Viruses have never been isolated. They've never been proven, etc., etc. We know how that goes. Not the cell. I, from the research I've been doing, the key is in the environment. As we study the biochemistry of 100% of the body fluids, you'll see how difficult and how hard the interstitial fluids are working to maintain the integrity of the blood. But if, if, if lifestyle, you know... In the interstitial fluids are working to maintain what? He talks about no proteins. He talks about no intracellular proteins, no ion channels. No proton pumps, no ion pumps, no. Uh, it's he, he. He's definitely leading us down a wrong path. He led us down a wrong path. Oh, you think? You think? Holy shit! He's just got that after three years. <laughs> um, uh, look, for me, it's sport going after these people. It makes this job. Um, more interesting. I love it when they come into uh, the field of view and I get to unload both barrels on. <laughs> it makes it fun. Okay. Um, you know, it's kind of sad though to see Jay warping his perception and mind in such a way for this noble delusion and trying to drag people along with him. And the, the sad thing is is that he's picked up a lot of the bailey type crowd it's filling his chat and i'm sad that he's filling mark's ear with demonstrably wrong biology he's a distraction he is stupid complicated and dumb simple but anyway i'm impressed Young just got convicted in San Diego. Is that true? I got a link to that. Um, someone please put a link in the chat for that. Yep. How long Paul and Kevin endure it? Environments or a contributing factor of a virus 
uh, is, you know, the thought here, then we have to look at all contributing factors that are compromising the biochemistry of not just the uh, intravascular fluids. The point is, though, while he's talking, none of these other people are talking, including myself. And a lot of these four-hour streams involve that. They involve watering down a message which could have been super simple. We could have come on this stream, and within 15 or 20 minutes, we would have hit the nail on the head with regard to the major problems at hand. Are we deciding whether this is a real spreading thing, or do we really need to not worry about it that much unless we're unhealthy to begin with? And what can we do to mitigate those effects? We're not having that discussion at all. This guy is trying to rewrite our understanding of homeostasis and physiology. He's trying to reemphasize our... I'm going to agree with Jay here. <laughs> Why do you think I go so fucking hard at these people? What were you doing trying to court them and interact with them? What, because they, were, they weren't buying the official narrative? They were, they were toxic and weaponized networks designed to disrupt, designed to stop people looking at the biowarfare medical countermeasures industry. You know, the one where Robert Malone comes from? COVID, Klaus? Or, sorry, redirect our attention to things like pH without describing where they come from or what maintains it and without discussing any proteins or or enzymes or anything like that it's extraordinary what's what's on display here absolutely extraordinary but also the interstitial fluids of the interstitium and the the secondary or tertiary effect is is because interstitial fluids flow through every organ every organ system every gland and surround every cell and you know it's getting uh, whether in the lung or other organs because we're seeing this we're, we're doing sonography we're seeing the anatomical effects of cellular breakdown we're, we're doing the microscopy yeah if, if, I, if i just if i just want to interject that um so uh let's let's just stick with sort of what um the fundamentals of biology right now when we're trying to look at large scale systems and saying well we're seeing cellular breakdown okay my first response is well well if the virus is becoming systemic and it's going around and it's able to hijack cells via ace2 and potentially other mechanisms as well and we, we know that um viruses uh, will begin replicating in a uh, cell and then break down that cell because of uh, the the disturbance by excess viral particles right that's viral lysis we have to think about rather than rather than just looking at the, the, the ph right now the, the job of the scientist is to get is to get to causal mechanisms right well and so it's not it's not just ph it's the levels of, of calcium levels for example you could have you could have normal calcium calcium levels in the interest in the intravascular fluids and yet you're in hypercalcemia as the body's wasting you know calcium or magnesium to maintain alkalinity is pulling that off into the interstitial fluids to maintain the integrity of the blood of the it was called disseminated intravascular coagulation is what uh, malone called what jesse gelsinger had when he died and which is what we see with uh, SARS-CoV-2. Um, disseminated intravascular coagulation. Sorry, it took me a while to find it in my notes. Did he just say that as well? Or did he say dysregulated systemic clotting, which is kind of the same thing, right? Again, this is, this is definitely narrative seeding. There's no question about it. We don't see coagulopathy with fucking SARS and also the fucking <laughs> It's why they pulled the adenovirus ones. And I think the reason they pulled the adenovirus ones is they were too fucking good. They made they made high fidelity spike protein that went and did what the spike protein does, which is trigger coagulation. 
Uh, you're hearing it right. Blood is, is, is actually, you know, the main organ that needs to be protected here. But but you're not going to get all the information if you're not testing. Good night, Christy. Oh, and we test over 150 parameters. We're not talking pH here. We're talking about pH plus another 149 parameters, which involve, you know, exotoxins, mycotoxins, endotoxins, and other, other acids from citric acid to uric acid to sulfuric acid. All of these acids that are impacting uh, the interstitial fluids as the blood is trying to purify itself by dumping into the interstitials, into the interstitium. And yet, that is not a factor that's being studied. And I believe that's the elephant in the room. If you want to see it. I mean, he is claiming to have solved the, the problem of the novel virus with the novel disease, with novel effects and novel targets and novel sickness and novel pH effects. Wait, it does have those things? Can we agree that there is uh, some like a constellation of symptoms which seems to define SARS? Are we allowed that space? Or is that, uh, is that falling into the Scooby-Doo? I can't keep track. It is absolutely positively amazing. And it is important to understand how powerful this would have been at this time with the lockdown and everybody on their heels. Yeah, which is why I was going after these fuckers and have done it. You can see in my meme roll <laughs> just where we've gone after these fucking assholes. And not, not many people are doing it. Many people are lapping it up. He gets hundreds of thousands, millions of views. And I don't know how, how people get access to these networks. I really don't. Um, I can see that they're, they're very adept at shutting down uh, people's ability to, you know, to listen to what we're saying. And I th they, of course they want to shut down the fact that the problem we're dealing with is a man-made problem it comes from bio warfare medical countermeasures industry that's what i think's happened and again the, the options are it was a tragic accident waiting to happen like chernobyl or fukushima or it was deliberate release and the problem is the way i see the world spiraling at the moment I'm, I'm more looking at the nefarious end of the spectrum. And just last week saying that, you know, a billion people or two weeks ago, a billion people might die. And now they're telling us that like 10,000 people or almost 20,000 people have died in New York, according to the numbers. And it's rising on the PBS NewsHour like a like the start of a roller coaster. And these guys are also talking about the next wave and the next wave and a 12 to 18 month horizon on this red dragon. If, if, if you want to see the entire picture, you're going to have to add the other 80% of the fluids to understand what the red dragon is. Um, what is actually going on? So I just want a question to clarify this so that everybody listening can sort of understand where Dr. Young is coming from. Are you suggesting then, I think, that the average MD sees the interstitial fluid and, and the sort of state of the interstitial fluid as a result of the cellular function or dysfunction rather than the what you're saying maybe is change in the interstitial fluid and that environment comes first is that what you're I'm, suggesting I'm, I'm suggesting the genesis of disease begins in the interstitial fluids and it's like the septic tank for the blood it's the septic tank in other words if if, inter, if, if the intracellular fluids metabolizing producing acidic waste you know where does that go it goes into the inter, in, into the interstitial organ which is compartmentalized and it's holding that waste until but it, it is, can be in this the model of the of the viral pneumonia right now then the the epithelium of the lungs gets broken down and at some point then the interstitial fluid is polluted with toxins and, and cellular components. That's what the, the average doctor would explain right now, or am I wrong? 
No, no, that's that's the way they perceive it. I would I would agree with that. What I'm suggesting it may be just the reverse of that. That uh, you know you know you, you can either treat the fish or you can or you can change the environment. I'm suggesting this is an environment environmental condition that's affecting the cells, which may be as the other good doctor suggested, maybe coming from the outside in a viral with SARS as a contributing factor, not the main causative factor, but a contributing factor with other factors that are compromising the intercidium organ, which is the main organ or where the, where the body is trying to deal with what is going on. But if you're not measuring it, then you don't have that information to literally, okay, come back to the blood. Why is the blood, and it's particularly the hemoglobin, why is the hemoglobin being wasted? Why is it being used up? Why are cells membranes deteriorating from the inside out? Is that viral? Or is the blood actually donating the hemoglobin to maintain the integrity of the environment because it cannot be maintained either because of the infection that we're talking about here, or it's not being maintained because of, of a high-protein diet, particularly amino, which produces other acids such as sulfuric, nitric, you know, uh, uric acids, which actually puts a burden on the environment. And that's why, you know, looking at that particular aspect, not just not just viral, but dietary, metabolic. All right, let's, 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 let's just stop in because there, there comes a lot of sort of injunctions to the people again about trying to change uh, your, your body's pH. And yes, there are uh, things like acidosis that do need to be considered. And um, look, I know for a fact from working on the clinical side, that they, they, these are standard metrics that would be taken when uh, analyzing for blood. A lot of that would have been done, uh, particularly as they would have begun trying to classify the disease-causing agent. And it just it just seems to me, Dr. Young, that what you're doing is it's just sort of minimizing what we understand as a causal uh, uh, mechanism through Cox postulates. Right. And then try, and then, but then, you, then you're, just, you're just trying to say that every, everyone is predisposed to this uh, this agent because of their own internal chemistry. And in, in that respect, in that respect, you're just going to you're just going to get squashed because you're going to get into a case of circular reasoning and logic. Okay. And um, this is this is uh, this is not helpful for the people. Well, it's actually not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is is we have to look at other contributing factors. I'm not saying. Uh, what you just got through saying that I'm saying. I'm saying your doctor, your hospital, the clinician is not measuring 80% of the chemistry of the body, the major organ of the body. And how can you eliminate 80% of the facts and just base your well, conclusion? So, 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 so look, if the public is listening to what you just said, they're saying, you're saying that when the patient turns up into the hospital, the clinician's sort of looking at him and, and, and just making decisions that way. Every time I've gone to a hospital, they'll, they'll, they'll take blood draws and they'll take blood chemistry, especially if you've got uh, issues with breathing. Okay. And they want to see they want to see your blood chemistry and and the uh, uh, acidic component or the alkaline component because they want to, that's that's a measure uh, of the hypoxia. Okay, so these things these things are looking uh, out. And you, if if I was the, if I was listening to you as the general public, right, you maybe didn't have a understanding uh, fundamental understanding of the biology or fundamentals probably not the right word, but uh, a sort of in depth. Uh, understanding. You can have people rolling up at the hospitals, and I, I'm going to make the presumption that there is a SARS-infective agent out there, okay? It's going to make people go to the hospitals, and if that agent can attack the porphyrin ring, if you, if you want to speak about blood, I think that's what we, we kind of know, and there's data towards that, right? And it's able to knock the um, the iron uh, the ion, ion out of the, uh, the corpuscle, okay? Free-floating iron is, uh, is highly toxic in the brain, okay, as well as other places. We know this. Um, a lot of sort of multi-system atrophies, uh, Lewy body diseases, are all associated with uh, abnormal iron metabolism. Okay, and this, this is not something that's not looked at at a clinical level across many, many disciplines. And literally, like I say, I'm late to the conversation with this, so you're going to have to apologize. Uh there are um, lots of people in the UK and other places in Europe that claim to be magnetic, and I just don't know what to do with it. I don't know what to think about, but it goes all the way back to this idea that there's free iron and there was a disruption of the heme perforin ring. I want to see evidence. I want to see follow-up on this stuff. This is one of those things that just... Yeah. you go, Jay. There was, I, it took me two seconds to find um, a review from 2023 for just a month ago. I was published online in 2022. But um, I don't know. How many references does this have? It's It's a well-established um, marker for SARS. It, I don't think it's got anything to do with magnetism. I think if there was magnetism, which there was 
some videos that seemed uh, a little odd. If there was, I would look at the manufacturing process of the vaccines and the fact that they use spions, super paramagnetic iron oxide nanoparticles to extract the RNA. And we know that these vials were full of all sorts of rubbish. Maybe it was that. Um, But this... Um, again, like building a straw man. We're not talking about fucking magnetics. We're talking about iron metabolism, dysregulation in disease states, how it feeds into innumerable chronic disease states. And you're trying to tell your audience that it's not really been verified for SARS-CoV-2. That is intellectually dishonest. That's telling you that he's not playing with a straight bat, as we would say in um, my way. And again, it's building the noble delusion, the noble lie, okay? That there was nothing new happening around the release of SARS. And I would argue vehemently that the clinical data says otherwise. The molecular data says otherwise. The data points to specific engineering traits in the SARS virus. But if any of that is real, then in Jay's mind, it sets up the next turn of the ratchet with respect to the tyranny. I think that's stupid reasoning. I think if you if that's what they're doing and i think there's a good argument to be made that they want to that their version of 21st century bolshevism comes through medical and scientific tyranny why because everyone needs medical you've got to be some super fucking rich motherfucking baller to make sure that you have independent medical care Um, I didn't. I didn't realize there was so much in this stream this morning. <laughs> it's compelling viewing. Sorry, it's a long stream, but how long we've been? Three hours. <laughs> disappeared. This story just disappeared. This idea just vanished. No, it didn't. And it's frustrating because. No, it didn't. It didn't. Which means again, he's lying to his fucking audience. Wow. <laughs> wow 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 someone someone just send him <laughs> just just put iron dysregulation in your search engine a lot of these things came and went like that and that was how they got the whole ball rolling might be a billion dead this might be an agent we don't really know what this is. Is it 5G interacting with this agent? No, it's not 5G. Of course there's a virus. And so I really feel like this is like a, a washing machine starting to, to tumble. <laughs> I can tell you what's tumbling here. And this is a... Uh, a rehearsal, a test run of how can we argue and how <laughs> we 
we survive on the fringes of the fucking internet, we get zero coverage, okay? <laughs> to get anyone to engage or, you know, when we do engage with them, with the Baileys, yeah, okay, I come off as a bit fucking hostile. Why? Because they're pushing such obvious bullshit. And it's been harmful. There are hundreds of millions, millions of people that tune in to listen to what Young says. And just for people who are Young fans, um, here's the charges. Just got charged with. Um, sentence range, um, not very much. Charges. Uh, on or about between September 13th, 2020 and January 28th, 21, Robert Oldham Young, being a person who knew and reasonably should have known that Jane Clayson was an elder and who under circumstances and conditions likely to produce a great bodily harm or death did willfully and unlawfully cause and permit an elder to suffer and did inflict thereon unjustifiable physical pain and mental suffering and having the care and custody of an elder did willfully and unlawfully cause permit the person and health of an elder to be injured and did willfully and unlawfully cause and permit an elder to be placed in such situation. Which is why I don't sell any fucking supplements. I don't do any of that type of fucking nonsense that P.H. Young <laughs> does. He doesn't even have a fucking medical degree. He, he was a fitness coach and then went to did some sort of naturopathic course. How do we argue with one another to make sure that we control the argument, but make it feel like it's a real argument? And that so, um, yeah, just trying to squash people like Young, who's been pulled up, literally, I've just shown you, for harming people um, is a charade at this point. That's the funny thing about Dr. Cottrell's face, is that it also feels like he's watching an audition. He's watching a improv and he's part of it. And I'm not sure that I ever really figured it out until this year, but I'm pretty sure that that's what you're witnessing in a lot of these live streams, even one-on-one -on -one interviews, you're witnessing a scripted or rehearsed or bullet point directed faux discussion. And I really feel now with a great deal of, of, of certainty that, Certainty, like you're certain about uh, iron dysregulation in SARS, that 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 type of certainty. And back to people are listening to this. That a lot of these types of things end up being that. That's what a limited hangout is, but it's not really a limited hangout because they're trying to lead you astray and not give away anything useful. And so they're, they're laying... Ah, you know, pay attention around uh, the bioweapons that the uh, Predator class have released into the environment. <laughs> they love blood and chaos. Do your best to avoid down it. ...down a narrative, both sides of which are a trap. Um, if I might seem a little brass, but... Um... You're just saying, well, take a blood test, take a blood test, take a blood test. Um, you, they, can stack, they can slap you on a bicarbonate drip real quick, 
okay? And you're saying that's going to reverse a lot of the SARS damage. I would say no, that's, no, a, that's no, a far-fetched no, hypothesis. No, no, no. You're on very shaky ground right now. No, 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 no. I didn't say that. Whoa, he's on very shaky ground right now. That's a, that's a weak hypothesis, and you're on very shaky ground. Doesn't that seem a little aggressive? Did you know? Uh, Yeah, you know, that's how I do things, Jay, if you haven't fucking noticed. Um... <laughs> I don't have time for these fucking retards and idiots that are literally, literally being dragged through courts for hurting people. Notice the difference between me trying to ask him a question about, so are you suggesting that the pH change in the interstitial fluid comes before? Because you didn't know pH Young was. I did. I know who these people were. I've been tangling with them for months. <laughs> and he, he, he still went and tried to court them. I bet you he's still sending messages to uh, Bailey. Oh, God. We've seen that terrible McCann again. Let me just see. Has anyone sent a dono? Let me see if I can bring up Bimbo Bailey. <laughs> Send a dono, I'll bring up Bimbo Bailey, will hot dogger. Hey, Gino, thank you very much. Uh, you can have uh, you can have the full the full Bimbo Bailey experience. before the disease or that that's and, and i wasn't trying to insult him when i was trying should have been should have been should have been dismissed him and got down to doing helping us with nicotinic receptors why didn't you do that trying to do was ask a sharp enough question so that his biology would be challenged and it's a very different tact taken here by McCarran. You're, you're, you're damaged. You, they, can, they can suck you on a bicarbonate drip real quick, okay? And you're saying that's going to reverse a lot of the SARS damage. I would say no, that's, no, a, that's no, a far-fetched no, hypothesis. No, no, no. You're on very no. shaky ground right now. No, 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 no. That's a far-fetched hypothesis, and you're on very shaky ground right now. Are they performing? <laughs> yeah, look. A lot of the time, the reason I do this and I'm able to have some modicum of success is that there is a performative aspect to it. I make it funny. I make it part of the... Oh, Hello. in a minute um. is it possible that this is a performance is it possible that Jay is fucking losing his mind highly fucking likely at the moment no, I didn't say that you're, you're, you're actually kind of conclusions that I did not come to I say you cannot do and I didn't even say ID I didn't even bring it up but if you did an ID but that, that's what he does he charges people for expensive IV drips of bicarbonate soda. <laughs> That's literally what he gets dragged through the courts for every time. Tells them he'll cure their cancers. You have blood pH. 
Well, I'm talking about blood pH, but that's not what's critical here. What's critical is prevention, and prevention cannot be found by testing the blood. It has to be found by testing the interstitial fluid because the, the, bio, the biochemistry changes first there before it's reflected in the blood. That's what I'm saying. And okay, if you so can't that's, that's, so that's very... Um, uh, what it is, it's very true. It's the elephant in the room. But since you don't study or research or test the interstitial fluids of the interstitium, how would you know that iron levels in the in the interstitium is different than the iron levels or the calcium levels or whatever element is different than in the blood? Because, so, because so I, I'm just, while you're speaking, Dr. Young, I'm just going to do what I do in most cases because the last few days uh, we've been trying to pin down what we consider um, uh, spurious relationships between uh, SARS and uh, this this money tree being. Uh, uh, rapidly being grown and everyone trying to get on board with respect to a money tree. Of it, right? So I just wanted, I'm going to just look in PubMed and I, I want to check you in real time with respect to interstitial fluids. Okay. okay. Uh, why are you doing that, Doc McCarron? Uh, Doc Cottrell, do you want to jump in? You look like you're about to say something and uh, the comment said something about I think, it's import- I, I think it's important to understand. Kev, what's your stage name? It's my, my name. <laughs> I, people think of me as a raccoon now, I guess. I've, I've earned that. <laughs> I can't know. No dignity left. Ah, oh, what happened? Oh, he's doing a new stream. <laughs> I want to watch this one. There are downstream effects. Oh, there's the chat. And there are upstream effects. All right, that. Wait, look at this one. Pete. 327-360. These kooks are true believers, useful idiots, hired to be mercenaries. What they don't reveal is that they're, they're a check every month. You know who that is? Um, he's, he's a... The Jew! That follows who's tonic around. Um, he has loads and loads of symbols after his name. I know that's him because he's saying mercenaries. Uh, a play and meant to start division, says TX Liberty Bell. Um, Husatonic says, wow, um, Jay is the only normal one here. (laughs) Oh dear, oh dear. True Drew says, Kev goes for the jugular. Yeah, I do. It's what I do, right? It's It's the basis for me making a fucking living on the internet. It's internet blood sports against these fucking grifters and just doing it in the science domain. I think there was a little niche there that I could exploit. <laughs> uh, I asked man says, I was fighting for you on the front lines when they said, good for you, son, get in there. <laughs> that exacerbate COVID-19. If someone has comorbidities, if someone already has pro-inflammatory situations, then you might have a pH imbalance compared to, let's say, baseline. If that is the case and you contract COVID-19 disease, most likely you will have an increased cytokine production. And that will lead to an exacerbation of fluid to collect in the ear sac and end up with ARDS. In some cases, we may not get the ARDS in the, in the fluid um, buildup in the lungs, but have some sort of other mechanism that is leading to the hypoxia. Now, the, there is a theory, or let's say a hypothesis, so, um, Dr. Shiva would say they are auditioning for a bigger part in the next pandemic. Uh, snow is summer. Uh, big time magnet skeptic, but look at this picture. Her name, I don't know what that means. Uh, who is the director? Says Atara Mama. They're pushing the agenda they believe in or are promoting. Um, who was choosing who got what parts? But again, these are people that are buying into the noble delusion 
There are no such things as bioweapons. Atomic nuclear weapons aren't real. Um, whatever other fucking far out fringe bullshit that you want to cling to so that you can try to scramble back to maintain I, I don't know this it's, it's a sort of um, phenomenological pro approach to reality that your your brain is the master creator and um, other if you could just if you could just get the breathing right and the Zen right um, everything would line up and all these other things would just fall away um i live in a more uh grounded <laughs> nature red in tooth and claw type reality rather than what they're trying to spin here that increased uh reactive oxygen species will lead to an increase in nf kappa and if you have a overproduction of nf kappa then you will lead to um this hypoxia so and there is some correlation to electromagnetic radiation to increase NF kappa. So there's, it's not, it's not, it's not so cut and dry. I agree. You're going to have different cohorts of patients. So that was uh, uh, what I would call a stupid, complicated contribution, right? So without explanation, without any sort of rudimentary introduction to the enzyme cascade or mechanistic protein chain that he's talking about with regard to NF kappa, he arrogantly, but on purpose, assumes that everybody knows what he's talking about because that's the way you do it when you're doing stupid complicated. That's the way somebody like Kevin McKernan does it all the time when he talks about sequencing. He throws. <laughs> oh man, this one is just full of fucking gems, man. Holy shit. Holy shit, man. Kevin McKernan is doing. Kevin McKernan is doing stupid, complicated when he's talking about sequencing. <laughs> to say, I can say thank you to Jeff for the dono. You can have, sir. What can you have? Uh... Not working. <laughs> you had enough. Um. Is, I don't know. I'll do uh, what, what's his face? That is me. Uh, I am a digit scientist. All published in she. 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 With a bunch of terms that probably don't even really go together, you know, like modeling X-ray crystallography of viral proteins, and then using AI to model and screen the interaction between these two proteins and over a hundred thousand all the known uh, FDA-approved drugs and pharmaceuticals, like Robert Malone did in three weeks before uh, February first. In two, the thing is, I know people who do <laughs> literally do that type of shit. As uh, and they've got massive, massive libraries. I mean, I don't know how good they are. Um, but you know, I've I've always made the point that um, there are that like they they can simulate molecules such that they can just go out and and patent what they think is you know where stuff is going and and predict such that it's very difficult for them to come up with new um, small molecules as we would understand sort of pharmacology. It's why we're sort of seeing this push into. <clears throat> um, 
tailored genetic therapies because then everyone has a unique um physiology biology and you are you are the patentable um product if you like or the you produce the patentable product and it's unique to you maybe they could give it to someone else in your family but um in terms of uh, molecular libraries and uh, <laughs> that, that shit's been done for fucking decades man 2020 and so it's all the same kind of enchantment that they did to us from the very beginning because we were all on our heels uh he's not performing there that's not a bit performative from jay hmm because we all had our heads down because we were all studying our little I was going to say, Kev, I think you can take JC easy in a cage fight. JC is very tall and wrangly, but um, skinny and weak. Um, I'd take him easy. Things. We were all doing our little jobs, and we all weren't paying attention. That for the last 30 years, they've been building this mythology behind the scenes with millions of dollars. They've been building this mythology behind the scenes with lawyers and trial law and arbitration carving out intellectual property space over 30 years that described all of the pharmaceutical industry that grew up around this idea that there are viruses of all different kinds with double-stranded and single-stranded DNA and RNA and positive and negative and blah 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 <laughs> That's all fake and gay <laughs> Wow man. Wow Double-stranded, single-stranded RNA viruses, DNA viruses. Yep, all fake, all gay. All there, all there, bamboozle you for Scooby-Doo. We must awaken, ladies and gentlemen. The fidelity, the depth, the breadth of their understanding has been grossly over-exaggerated for decades. And the only progress they've made is reducing the cost of the production of some of these nucleotides. That's it. Um, no, I mean, he, he goes on to talk in that presentation he, he the recombinant biology is very sophisticated and we're not talking about um eternal youth here we're talking about mechanisms and um approaches to cause harm right that's where money lies and he he seems to think that it's beyond our reach. I think that's a fucking naive way to go through life. Just because they can make it cheap doesn't mean they understand it. I'm going to have to end it soon. We're never going to make it through this four hours. I've got a whole day of work to do tomorrow. I also want to stream tomorrow. And I also am going to stream on Sunday for the European doctors for um, COVID ethics. So, um... It's important for me to point out right now, I'm going to quit pretty early, um, but we're going to go on for a little while longer and then I'll just end it when I, when I think it's done. They have different cohorts of patients, they have different comorbidities, different, you know, uh, situations. And this is part of the reason why I think hydra doesn't work for everybody. It's because it's not, a, you can't approach this in a cookie cutter manner because this is a very complex disease that has a lot of, of, of um, <clears throat> a very complex disease upstream and downstream. That has a very, lo a lot of upstream and downstream uh, pathways that has to be considered. Which is true, actually. I mean, but all the stick I give Cottrell, um, he's not wrong. Not wrong. Fucking cat is right up on that AC. What are you doing? They're both in here. Little fuck. Don't you break anything. Come on, get down. Have to be considered. Lots of different pathways that have to be considered. It's super complicated. We don't understand anything about this one. And it is. It is so much more complicated than any other coronavirus. It's just, it's ridiculous. Not only do we not know, 
But Paul Cottrell knows like four different things that we don't know. He knows that it's the, the A2 air sac cell that primarily gets infected because they're high expressing ACE2. He already knows that it has a lot to do with the overproduction of NF-kappa. I mean... Um, they're not um, opaque. I was going to use the phrase domains, but um, they're not um, unknown biology it's it's there in the textbooks and the um, molecular pathways that you would study at undergraduate level and I, like i said i don't know what cattrall is up to when he's not on screen right i i don't know if he's just spending his time trading fucking bitcoins looking for black swans and i presume dragons come from him but the <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just take the noble delusion and don't don't you think about uh, inflammatory pathways and NF kappa beta and uh, cell apo apoptosis, ferroptosis. <laughs> just uh, that's that's too much. It's a Scooby Doo for you. It's uh, don't you worry. Get back and uh, the biology will look after itself. It's it's not right for a day trader who used to manage some Catholic wealth fund with a PhD in chaos theory and day trading should be waxing intellectual about the immunological mechanisms behind a novel agent. And I think it's fucking suspect too. It's why I uh, spend a long time dunking on control. Weeks after it's announced that we should shut down society, it just should not be, it should not be, it should not be. But you can go and watch and the trap he, he, like i've watched jay say how does it how did he know about cd 147 and dc sign Cottrell pulled up the paper now was someone feeding control papers maybe was control reading the papers? it's not like he it's not like it was secret fucking knowledge <laughs> it was all coming out at the time and the whole world was watching right and when you look back on this and you see it in 2020, you know, like with 2020 vision, you have to see them for who they are. Now, think of this very carefully, ladies and gentlemen. George Webb blocked me in 2020. George Webb blocked me in 2020 so much so that when somebody tried to show me George Webb's tweet, before I knew who George Webb was, I couldn't see it. Uh, George Webb blocked me. <laughs> because, because I blew apart his fucking healer nonsense, right? Um, it makes no sense with what it is that we're dealing with sorry um and again he's he weaves together these fantastical interrelationships and um makes good business out of uh the stuff that he pushes on the public <laughs> it's enough so that he seems to be able to travel all around the world somehow well i know how he's doing that but um he um Like I say, it's not it's not beyond possibility that Cottrell was a was a what does he call himself a fucking polymath, right? That wanted to just read science and get into medical school. Maybe was he uh, really uh, wait for the Jew scheming and uh, 
escorting and trading and uh, <laughs> maybe I love taking the piss out of that bit. But um, there's the elements that he's talking about with respect to the biology here are not so unheard of. They're not esoteric knowledge. I mean, it's there in the literature if you want to go looking for it. And George Webb has been following Paul Cottrell since the beginning. But Paul Cottrell has been on four live streams with me with Addy. This is only the second one. But at this time already, George had blocked me. And George is still touting Paul Cottrell as the biological genius that was ahead of everybody on this. And maybe he was. But it's not because he's reading. It's not because he just picked the right papers or did the right compound Google search. He's a puppet. That's why he's so confident. You can... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This to me is just fucking hilarious at this point. Oh man, oh man. Be really confident when there's something inside of you moving your lips. This is not the simple, uh, you have a bacterial infection, give them an antibiotics, and, and seven days later you're okay. This thing has a lot, uh, this thing is affecting a lot of different organ systems. Early on in the disease state, we knew that there were kidney dysfunction. We'll... Uh, yeah, um, that's down to that fear and cleavage site, which shouldn't be there, you know. <laughs> Part of the reason why there's kidney dysfunction, dysfunction is because you have the hypoxia. But you also can have kidney dysfunction by an overproduction of cytokines. This is what we call sepsis. So this is, you know... Current, current position of Paul Cottrell, as far as I know, is that this was flying AIDS and everybody's got it. Um, I also think he thinks the shot is bad, but I don't know. Um, I don't pay attention to the guy. I stopped paying... Um, he took the shot. Um, twice, I think. Um... <laughs> I, I want to say he convinced George Webb to take it, and now George Webb's got a uh, cardiac... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. It's good content, I guess. <laughs> okay. Paying attention to him after these four streams. Because something was off about him, and it took me two and a half or three years to figure out what's off about him was, is that he was ridiculously certain about biology that he didn't understand. And it's just unfortunate that I was not equipped at that time to properly bounce back questions about what are you talking about? But that's the idea about stupid complicated. They go stupid complicated so that you can't question them. That's the same thing that dumb simple does. It's so simple, there's nothing to question. Obviously, you're transphobic. It's very simple. Obviously, you're an anti-vaxxer. It's very simple. Obviously, you don't understand nanopore sequencing. It's stupid complicated. You see how this works? <laughs> so that any, any of the stuff that uh, requires some technical expertise and understanding, what is it, is... Uh... Stupid, stupid, did he say? Stupid smart? Obviously, you're an anti-vaxxer. It's very simple. Obviously, you don't understand nanopore sequencing. It's stupid complicated. You see how this works? I think I'm going to stop it here, but let me just you know, things see where we go. It's, it's a very complex situation if you really you know, dive in, in, into, into this. That's, you know, that, 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 you know, that's all I you know, have to say on that. Is that there, there are upstream things that we need to consider and downstream things that we need to consider um, uh, relative to when SARS-CoV-2 actually infects the ACE2 receptor or the other receptors that we talked about uh, last, uh, last show. Well said. The other receptors that we talked about last show that I can't remember right now because I don't have my notes here, but let me click over to the other page. CD147, that's right. Another receptor that, why would he know that? What? <laughs> came out. It came out in a paper from Italy. He's Attacking the immune system. Part of his chaos theory, finance PhD, or his summer school at Harvard would have taught him about. Just see it for how I see it. Just, you know, you don't have to take my word for it, but just.
Yeah, just see how he sees it. Um, say the noble, noble delusion. You'll uh, it's a package of bioweapons and uh, super predators and uh, all that, all those types of uh, wonderful, wonderful manifestations we have in this uh, world will just uh, magically disappear. See it through my eyes. There's these guys. These guys are something else. They're not. They're not who they say they are. <laughs> I'm. A, I'm about uh, as transparent as you can get. I don't know if you could be any more transparent. I suppose I could sit here in the buff, but um, they're not helping us. They're not helping America. They're not American patriots. That's for sure. Uh, patriotism is the last redoubt of the scoundrel. Especially, uh, especially Jay. Paul Cottrell claims to have been able to see the white trucks from outside of his window at Ground Zero, but he lives a block away from like the, the like Wall Street. As a student, something doesn't compute here, ladies and gentlemen. And I think in the next couple of weeks, there's going to be some serious. Serious progress made. I have three slide decks prepared, one which dissects and looks at the antibody paradox, and I might even have Mark Kulak on when I do that slide deck because so much of that is a result of his work. Ah, poor Mark. Rumid7 says, I do wish that everyone could get along, but with allegations like this, I get it. Yeah, of course, I have to respond to this type of fucking nonsense. And, um, Jay is fucking losing the plot. Seriously. And, um, you know, fascism, when he's crashing and burning, um, I'd like to see him pull the ejector handle, at least. Um, I have a immunomythology update coming on Sunday that I'm going to give to the European doctors. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to tell them about how it's attacking uh, CD4 receptors? It's like HIV does. Mm. That it is immune dysregulating. That it could be something to worry about. And I also have what I think is going to be one of the better intellectual dark web analysis of Brett Weinstein coming. Um, because he's made some mistakes in the last few weeks. And it's because of that arrogance and, and cockiness. Um, also exhibited by Robert Malone lately, that has started to reveal some real cracks in their stories. One of the biggest swings and a miss that happened is on my last stream with Robert Malone, um, where he is talking about Rick Bright, and he just casually... Oh, I can't show you that now, I suppose, because my videos will not show up here, because I'm... <sighs> I don't know about that, Rick Bright. I know this. He sounds like a fucking homo. That's about as far as my analysis goes on him. Um, I don't know what Robert Malone has said. I suppose I've got to go back and watch that. Yes, but the thing is, I don't, I don't want to get pulled too far down. It's a lot of time and energy. This is like four hours of streaming to break down every word that he's saying to show that there's, um, he doesn't know what he's talking about 
with respect to the biology and the claims that he's making and that like all of this is out of our reach and that we can't do any of the manipulation etc it's um and like i say he's um is he gonna play the full Live. thing um, but in that video he says that rick bright filed a whistleblower lawsuit because he was retaliated against by tony fauci because he decided to support the adenovirus shots rather than being demoted by Cadlick because he had purchased huge quantities of the various precursors of remdesivir and started stockpiling and 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 and, and manufacturing remdesivir without asking anybody that's that's why he was demoted that's why he fired the whistleblower lawsuit and that's why he works for the rockefeller foundation now but robert malone said it was because of the j and j shot and five minutes before he said that he said and by the way the j and j shot is the j and j shot because i talked to dinko valerio and told him or convinced him he should use his company to do vaccines instead of gene therapy and robert malone also told us that he was a whistleblower for jesse gelsinger and that that actually threw away his academic career which resulted in him being given the i don't, I don't have much to say about the uh the infrastructure of the biowarfare medical countermeasures um, industry. Um, blow it up. Burn it down! <laughs> Set it on fire! Let it all burn! Directorship opportunity of a, or the setup, the directorship opportunity of a breast cancer institute that was connected by a high-speed internet connection to Walter Reed and had all the data of the American military flowing through it. And Robert Malone chose to appoint a Nigerian couple as the head of that institute, the, the wife of whom was a postdoc of his and the husband somehow trained in his lab as well. It's like that meme with all the red string on the wall. <laughs> and he made fun of his cyberstalker, suggesting that that meant he had something to do with 9-11, but that's not what we thought. That, that's, that's actually not what it is. It's the fact that you knew Nancy Haywood for 10 years, that you both had the same postdoc advisor, that you were really good friends with Stephen Hatfield for a long time, who was the leading candidate for the person who released the that you worked on anthrax vaccines so you might know somebody you might know somebody who would wanted to have anthrax be a problem because then you could get the vaccine sold i'm not really sure that we're or mark or or george webb is a is a cyber stalker so much as people putting a list of clinky dinks together and going wow that's weird so i think that this this fight is that this fight is actually is working i think that we are pushing steadily with our pressure and i think that things are moving forward and so i'm going to keep this steady pressure up and i hope you will keep sharing our work <laughs> Please do. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, like I say, I, you know, my posture is uh, all that side rotten. Um, it's very likely the cause of what it is that we're seeing. I do think they actually caused something to happen. I do. I don't think it was uh, all theatrics. Um, <laughs> I wonder what he's streaming about now. Oh God. I should stop, but streaming live now. What other people um, may or may not already know, right? That's <clears throat> so the difference between, say, the dinner table and a classroom is that the classroom is going to be a representative sample of at least, you know, some of something of some larger group. Uh, and uh, you will look, man. Um... And into the Weinstein. Um, look, I'll credit them for lineage progression. I like that turn of phrase. They did that. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap it up.
go and uh, go and hijack his chat. I go and lay down. I hope I hope I've convinced you that when he's when he's talking about how the biology is all a mystery to us and um I, I can't I can't speak for control um it's the like I say I've had plenty of issues maybe maybe it's time uh, I should bring out I should bring out the the Paul Cottrell anthem just as a just to cap off this uh, this stream <laughs> where would that be. I'm I'm wrapping up. I'm going to play the Paul Cottrell anthem just because we. Um, I'm signing off with this, folks. So, uh, take care. God bless. Have a have a pleasant weekend. Go take the. Uh... <laughs> Go take the piss out of uh Oh god Start fighting for your freedom website I have in my detailed video that will be coming out on how to actually search and read the document because obviously Bunker Boy doesn't know how to do that. But he'll go on the internet and keep on saying that all these people that have been trying to do the right thing and help our countrymen try to call them shills and call them grifters. The whole point is to try to preserve the record of my thinking in real time on what is going on with this crisis. Now, you can also um, donate through the website or through PayPal. So I have links on the homepage of the website to be able to do the donation. And another great way to support the channel is to purchase the products on my store, my online store, which is through the Bash Studio I have four different product lines in addition to my published books. So you can purchase my books on my website. I have eight books. Or you can purchase them also on Amazon. Or, or uh, Barnes & Noble. Or the uh, iBook store through Apple. Now, in I'm a PhD in finance. He'll spend the time to make documents that are anti-Semitic, that are defaming my people. That is on the second. And so the, the other products that I have, I have C60 products, I have Boomer Boost products, I have Quench Natural products, and I have Nano Silver. So that's a great way to help support the team.
as you know, it is it's time consuming to do this. So I have a very good offer. But why you why you keep on promoting hate? I don't understand. I had relatives that died in the Holocaust. Product called Silver Shell. This is much better than Pharrell. So for months, you're ridiculing my people. The ones that had to endure the Holocaust. The ones that died in the Holocaust. And you made fun of them. How can you state that that's a proper way of being a human being? So it doesn't evaporate and crack your skin. <laughs> Perel does. Therefore, this is a much better product to sanitize your hands long term and not to, to damage your skin. Yeah, having the gala bitches. See you next time.